Mike Schneider Podcast. We're sitting here today with Jeff Rasco, Hero Asian Man. You probably know him from the fingerboard scene. He's done some events back in the day in Connecticut, and now he's crushing it in the music scene, doing some music videos and just really cool stuff. So, yeah, thanks for coming on, and glad to have you here. Happy to be here, man. This is pretty crazy. Yeah, I noticed you got some new tattoos. I don't think you had those the last time I saw you. Oh, yeah. What I literally got? just got this the other bunch. day. Whoa. This is uh, Mickey Mouse. Just a one line. Dude, that's so crazy. Like, right when you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, so obvious. But before you said it, I was, like, trying to de- decipher it. Like, what is that? That's amazing. I definitely like the whole, like, just kind of goes all the way, all yeah. the way back up it's to like here. like all in one line, right? It doesn't yeah. lift off at all. Literally. Yeah. It took him more than one. Did he do it? Oh, no, nah, that'd be crazy. Like right? that, that would be insane. But yeah, yeah. then uh, I got a director's chair, some stars, and then my logo. That's awesome. We'll get into all of them for sure. I'm curious, actually, like how you got that logo. I guess we can start there. Um, what's, what's this? So, full full circle, uh, John made me this. John, John Coward made me this. Sick. So, uh... It's within the fingerboard family. It's pretty Yeah, crazy. that's amazing. Did you tell him, like, the idea and just say, like, yeah. draw this? I was like, I wanted a takeout box. I think it, we went through a couple different ones. It, it didn't take long. It was probably, like, two sketches, yeah. a couple sketches. And then, uh, yeah, I settled on this one, and I've had it ever since. That's awesome. What's the significance of the takeout box? I'm Asian. <laughs> Half Asian. That's about it. <laughs> cool. Well... Yeah, usually I like to start off the show by asking, like, what was your childhood and upbringing like? And I guess I'll ask what kind of Asian are you? I'm Filipino, and I'm uh, Nordic white. Like Norway? Yeah, Norway, Scandinavian. Scandinavian. That's cool. uh, French, German, English. That's not really Scandinavian, but a bunch of other stuff. And Filipino, have you been there? I have not. It's a... Wow. bucket list destination Dude, the philippines has a crazy fingerboard scene yeah definitely you have to go katha was telling me all about her trip there oh she went that's crazy you gotta talk how, to her how long ago did she go a couple years ago i think wow yeah she has some cool stories um i'll have her tell them on this podcast one day but you should ask her about it yeah like, that's crazy she can probably tell you who to link up with and stuff like there's so many fingerboarders there you'd have a blast i'm sure in different cities too there's like different like pockets of people just like out yeah. here like do you have crazy. family out there still? Um, I do, but I don't really know them. Yeah. Like, it's more like, they're definitely more distant. But uh, it would be pretty crazy just to meet them. A little nerve-wracking because I've never, I don't really know anything about them. <laughs> but for the blood, you got to gotta check it out. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you should go for it, dude. That would be so cool. Right? Yeah. So, did you always grow up in Connecticut? or? Um, I lived a little bit in Michigan when I was like a baby. But I pretty much oh. lived my whole life in, in Connecticut, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, what is, like, now you've been traveling everywhere, but what is Connecticut to you? What's it like there? I grew up thinking it was, like, super small town, but at the end of the day, it's kind of not just because you can, there are small towns, don't get me wrong, but, like, you can still get to, like, New York and, like, other places fairly quick, right? And in comparison to, like, if I'm in, like, Missouri, it's the getting to certain things might be a little bit harder, certain like activities and stuff. So yeah. I definitely thought it was boring, but it was actually kind of cool to live there. Yeah, it's like right near everything, but it's kind of its own place at the same time. Good schools. Pretty sure that's why my parents moved there. Yeah. Yeah. 
You had a chill upbringing. Yeah. I, nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah. And then, so I'm guessing at some point you found skateboarding and then fingerboarding or how did that go? Yeah, I found skateboarding first just through my dad. So like my, my dad skates. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. That's, that's like not super common. It probably felt normal to you, right? Or... At first, yeah, but then when I realized that, like, all of my skateboard friends, like, liked my dad and, like, hanging out with my dad, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Like, most people don't have that, obviously. Yeah. Like, so it's cool to be able to just, like, connect on certain things. Like, I was telling him this story the other day where, like, I was like, hey, Dad, like, I learned about this new band, Green Day. Like, it's, they're pretty sick. Like, you should check them out. And, like, I remember he, like, brought me to, like, his CD collection. He showed me, like... Do, the Green Day's first CD, Dookie, or I don't know if it's their first one, but an older one. Yeah. And I just remember being like, "Damn, like, that's cool." Yeah, <laughs> that real cool. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so cool. So, wow. So you got into skateboarding, and then like the music was there too. So you guys spent a lot of time together with all that. Stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. I would say music, not as much. There was a few things that overlapped like that, yeah. but just a lot of skateboarding, like just going going to different places. Like, it brought me to the Brooklyn Banks. We used to go to like Jersey all the time and like Rye Airfield before that closed. Like, just most parents wouldn't even bring their kids places, but my dad was just like, yo, let's go and I'll jump in. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, we skated a lot of bowls and stuff. He was not really in the street and stuff, but a lot of transition. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Like, that's a good way to bond over a hobby for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sweet. Rye Airfield, I miss that place. Yeah, too. crazy. It's funny because I remember like seeing stories of it like a few years ago before it closed. I mean, oh, wow, look at all these things that they're doing. I got to make it out. I got to make it out. And then when it closed, I just was like heartbroken almost just because like, I used to yeah. go there so much when I was younger. Me too, dude. The crazy thing, like I didn't know it was like going to close. And like when I found out that it was already closed, it had been closed for like, I don't know, a year or something. And I reached out to the owner cause like, you know, we like, he used to sell flat face stuff there. So like I really? know him and stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. So I just texted him and I'm like, Hey dude, I know I'm a little late, but like what happened? And we were talking back and forth and he was like, yeah, I was trying to find someone to give the ramps to, but I couldn't find oh. like no one would take them. And I'm like, Oh man, dude, I'll totally take them. Yeah. And he's like, they're long gone, dude. And I was so like, I, I was double sad because like I was super sad that the skate park was closed mm. and then like to hear that like I could have like taken like a ramp something or, like, from there you know right? like I have a building like could have put it there or something like, I'm curious if those bulls are still there like just like in an empty warehouse I think they bulldoze them or something I'm oh. not sure it's crazy yeah but yeah that was super sad because that's like that's like my childhood dude I went to Rye Airfield like many times a year like when i was little like when i first started skateboarding and started getting better at skating and then like up until i don't know a handful of years ago i filmed with the dvx there with some friends and stuff so it's like crazy it's crazy that it's gone dude but anyways uh when you were skateboarding and everything like when did you get into fingerboarding uh I would say I always had like tech decks and when did you get your first tech deck a long time ago <laughs> I would say I was probably like like 97 
it's like five, I would say. So right when they came out, like the late nineties. Yeah, definitely. Not like playing with it, like, and knowing what to do. Just like, mm -hmm. I remember like my dad had like a big poster board and we would literally just take them and flick them up and hopefully they would land back down. <laughs> no idea how to do anything, but yeah, yeah that was like my introduction to That's cool. a fingerboard. And then how did it get into like actual <clears throat> real fingerboarding? I think just the internet, like just watching, like using a tech deck and like learning how to do tricks and then like certain things like a three finger kickflip, right? And yeah. then just learning that there's a scene and just like learning, okay, wow, like there's other, there's companies and like, I remember the first pair of like wheels that I got was a used pair of flat face G6s from a kid in Norway that I just like mailed him money <laughs> cool. and he sent them to me. And yeah, just, it's just, it's funny how things have changed like that. Like, no one's doing that anymore. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's like the wheels went from the US over to Norway and then back to the US. Yeah, right. And it's like, now it's like so commonly available. You would never think of getting them from another country. Yeah. Like doesn't even make sense anymore. But yeah, that's super cool. It's funny too that you guys were just like flicking them because like your dad already skateboarded. He knew what tricks were. Yeah. But it was still just like, you know, just like playing around with them versus mm -hmm. like fingerboarding. Almost more like it could have been a Hot Wheel at the end of the yeah, day. Like it could have exactly. been anything with wheels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you found the scene and everything, like... You found the online scene first, and then where did it go from there for you, like fingerboarding? How did it kind of integrate into your life? I think going to rendezvous, going to my first rendezvous was like, okay, like I'm breaking this barrier from like my couple homies at home where we're like, not even really, like I'd look at my old videos and I'm like, oh my God, these are so bad. Did your friends fingerboard? Too? Yeah, like, I had a okay. few friends and- Cool. Um, yeah, just like going to an event and like just seeing other people and like going to a store and being like, I can buy any of this. Like there's, it was, I think this was the first event Black River Trucks were there or something like that. It was like Rendezvous 8 or I don't know. And maybe it was like a new shipment of them or something. Yeah. But I just remember being like waiting outside that door and people being like, you got to get to the table and you got to get a set <laughs> before they sell out. Trying to figure out everything before people like go Crazy. in. Like, yeah. Yeah, that was like... Now trucks are so readily available, people don't think about it, but like when it was new and it was like, it was new, you know, like there wasn't anything like it. And then it came onto the scene and it was just Black River trucks. There was not a single other thing besides Tech Tech trucks. Yeah. So it was like, like you said, like you gotta go get to the store and get them before they're gone. And like, it was a huge big deal. And then you put them on the board and like, you probably remember what it was like. It's just- Oh yeah, just completely, different experience like it just leveling everything up like yeah you think that it's like okay like how how much better could this get right but then like obviously even like scott for example scott's gone through multiple levels of them yeah. just tweaking little things to be like oh, i want to make this a little higher i'm not saying whatever he's doing but just to make it better right yeah. to keep that in mind right so that's pretty crazy yeah and it makes a huge difference like every small amount of movement and changing an angle or height or whatever it is like for sure i was amazed at how black river really like they got the turning and the performance right from the get-go like mm -hmm. they because it was so expensive to make black river trucks they were like you know there has to be a reason for it you have to 
make it that much better that it's worth investing this much and like you know they were so expensive so it's like if they're gonna cost that much they have to be like super super good there can't be any reason why they're worse or not worth getting or you know and yeah it's just crazy how they developed that like out of nothing practically it's like they just just creating the standard for something professional yeah. right for like that like and like nothing's hit that standard since like dynamics are very very good nothing else even comes close in my opinion like i've tried a lot of trucks and it's just like black river and dynamic are the only ones that i use i mean yeah. i haven't tried every single one because now there's a lot starting to come out i'm excited to try some of the new ones and i hope that they're like on that level too so i'm not trying to diss anyone but i'm saying like black river trucks it's just a game changer well then you have you have german engineering and then you have scott engineering yeah and like they're that was just very precise and like yeah. they're just making sure they it's exact like i'm sure that scott worked on those for so long before he yeah put them out even you know what i mean so like and then to just keep evolving them right yeah he did an amazing job they both did i mean they both also evolved from the first ones till now mm -hmm. and yeah what i like about dynamics and about blacker is like they both have their different advantages so it's it's yeah. like some boards are better with one or the other, but it's rare to have a board that's like, it's the same with both because it, it's just not. It's just different. Some setups are like so good. What is your setup right now? What uh, you got with you? Uh, funeral, two funerals. One with Sick. BRTs, one with dynamic. Exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah. That's a perfect thing. So, But yeah. I do like the, the special edition Sick. dynamic some reason there's just like uh the responsiveness but then uh like i don't know really small bushings have them loose but responsive yeah what bushings are those um tough hardware oh sick shout out yeah dude they make this tape too this tape is insane it's like i call it the magic carpet they're cozy tape it's like yeah it's, i've never felt anything like it like I, it's like you have a lot yeah. of board feel but then there's like an odd amount of texture right so it's like I, I definitely do tricks differently than this than with fbs like yeah i, I try I a little it. harder with this yeah i find myself putting a little more pressure with it but enjoying the feeling so much and and it performs really good actually like it's right up there with all the best tapes stuff's awesome yeah it's actually like feel concave and like i don't know i use yeah. pockets a lot so like to actually like put your finger in there and like really feel it feels good but yeah. then also to have that like i don't know it's like I, I forgot who i showed this to and they were like i've, I've touched all your fingerboards for years and they're like i've never ever seen anything like this <laughs> like <laughs> yeah dude it's it's crazy like yeah. every single person who comes over and sees it for the first time or feels it for the first time is just blown away like because it almost feels like it wouldn't be good or something like because it's so different and then you do a trick and it's like wow it performs just like fbs you know like yeah. it, it works it's so sick definitely crazy cool yeah those funeral decks are sick too like really good for like a mellow shape like this it's like the most mellow that i have i have one of them and it's sick like i find myself doing a little bit different tricks and style with it and it's like it's really fun to change it up once in a while and like use something like that and like i feel like like for your style it works really good yeah i got really comfortable with them just like I don't know. I feel like they're very consistent. Like anytime I get a board from him, it's like, I know exactly what to expect. So it's not like, 
there's an, there's not too much like variation which is good like that's really good because sometimes you find a board you like and you like order another one and it's totally different yeah. when it's not supposed to be different mm -hmm. and then it's like oh great like do i have the only good one or the only one that's like this way for my preferences and they're all different or like and usually it's not that it's just like there's minor variations and because it's handmade and whatever but when you have something truly consistent it's like this is great like i know i can get one and it's gonna be what i'm expecting yeah and it's like it's funny like the smallest thing like you wouldn't expect it like but like makes it like a half a millimeter like makes a difference like i, I ride 31.5 cool not 32 and it's yeah. like you think like what is that difference right but like no, i don't know real. i definitely feel it like yeah maybe it's with the wheels i can like see the wheels a little bit yep on the top I don't know. yeah i like my boards a certain way like I know exactly what you mean. Like for me, I don't want to be able to see the wheels when I look at it from here. Like I want the trucks to be smaller than the board just by a small amount. Just enough. This, I like a 33.6 board, which is like, you know, 33.5, whatever is close enough. But like it is that 0 0.5, 0 0.6, that in between 33 and 34, because 34 feels too big and 33 is fine, but it feels like it's smaller than 33.6. Yeah. It's just like, that's my sweet spot personally. And like, finding the size that works for you is like really it just makes it that much better so i'll, I'll use like 33.6 with 32 trucks that's just like the way that i like the setup to be it's funny how like over the years i've definitely become like fairly specific on like how i yeah i think everybody does their fingerboards but like they definitely have a specific like way they set up their boards yeah totally anything. and i'm down to try anything and try different sizes and like you know i have a 29 setup i have a 55 joke <laughs> setup i have you know, 34s, 32s, everything, but, like, what I actually use, like, 99% of the time is, like, the size that I'm used to and that I prefer, and, yeah. Nice. How about the hair? <laughs> um, Dude, I how, love it. When did we do this? How long ago was this? Like a month and a half ago. Uh, yeah, I, we're, Pac is over my house, and, uh, it's three in the morning, and, we had some dye and a toothbrush <laughs> and uh, some imagination and about an hour later <laughs> yeah, it came dude, out with this. It came out really good. Like I was telling you before, like as soon as I saw it in person, I was like, wow, that looks really good. Like I actually, I don't know how it looks in this video, but like it looks good in person. Sorry, it's Mom. sick. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's very unique, but it's like not like, it's not jarring. It's like, it, it like fits your vibe. It's cool, cool. too. Cause like, uh, it's hair, you know? I can shave it off. Yeah. I, I had it buzz when I started, so I don't mind having a short haircut. So if I have to go to a wedding or anything. Yep. <laughs> clean up. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of almost weddings, not quite weddings, but um, the fact that you're doing film as your, like, job now is incredible. And, you know, you're filming music videos. A lot of people film weddings, which is why I thought of it. Um, and... I'm pretty sure that started from fingerboarding, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I yeah. even said this on, um, I was talking to my friends the other day, and, like, how much that even influenced my style, like, um, making, like, rendezvous edits and trying to make rendezvous edits different, so, like, adding a bunch of effects and, like, different transitions with different, like, sound bites and stuff like that. Yeah. That's, this. I'm doing the same thing now when I go to concerts, and, like, it's obviously evolved but it, you can definitely see like oh wow that came from there's definitely a certain style that just mm -hmm. kind of stayed from that for yeah sure. i see your style in it for sure that's super cool so how did you get from 
filming rendezvous and fingerboard videos to actually like tell us about how you got into what you're doing and really what you're doing for everyone listening like what exactly your your whole deal is at this point uh so yeah i've been making a lot of music videos doing concert recaps uh touring with people but we can rewind now this is a this is crazy i'm at your house and i'm not really filming music videos at this point i have of my friends like doing garbage just playing around and i'm at your house and timo from Berlinwood's like yo check out this check out this kid he raps he's from or he, he he fingerboards and he raps i'm like oh let me check it out and i asked him like yo, where is he from he's like he's from connecticut and i'm sitting here I'm like wow that's crazy and i'm like the odds of this guy from a, across the world tells me about somebody that lives 20 minutes from me and uh that's how i met Pac. and then we started wow. fingerboarding and then i like obviously knew that he did music and then we just kind of just from becoming friends we're like oh let's shoot and yeah. it just kind of got my like he's like one of the only people that i like we could just be shooting anything and i'm like genuinely having fun i can see and, the like, fun in your videos together oh yeah like I can see him when he's in the video and he's having so much fun. And I'm like, if he was with a random film guy, he wouldn't be having that much fun. There's no way. Like, yeah. you can tell that type of fun and creativity that comes out when you have, like, a friendship versus, like, you can't just send somebody to film the video. And yeah. Like, also you, just it's like you bring energy, he brings energy, and then they come together. Yeah, like, just the fact that, like sometimes it's not like if i'm doing like a paid job it'll be like okay i'm there for a certain amount of hours we do what we're doing right yeah but like we'll just be hanging out thinking of ideas oh let's try this and then we'll do that and then we'll just hang out for whatever and then it's way more relaxed so we can kind of like do i don't know we just think of more stuff like we're always thinking of something like if we're like we'll be passing by someone we're like wow that'll, that'll work for a video one day yeah so it's like we're always kind of in that mode which is cool yeah that's awesome so you started filming videos with him? Yeah. And then... Um, yeah, sorry, I got sidetracked. Um, yeah, then I kind of just started doing... Um, I started filming, like, bar crawls, like, where, like, people, like... It'd be, like, an event company where I would be with them, and then we would go to Hartford or Philly or Boston or whatever, and I'd just follow drunk people around filming what? them. And it, so they hired you to do this? Yeah, so who, I'd make, who? like, a, it, it's a, a bar, bar crawl elite... I think it was it or something like that. I forgot the name of the company. So is that like a like a tour or something they do kind of? Kind of, yeah. It's like they just like set up all these checkpoints where it's like you got to go to this bar and we have like certain shots here. And like like it wasn't very like it was cool because it was new to film and I was getting paid. But like, yeah, that's crazy. It was definitely like here's a bunch of like drunk people like not really having that much fun. But I had to make <laughs> it look like they were having a lot of fun. Yeah. But like that, now doing that for X amount, of, for, I did that for a few years. Fast forward, I'm at this concert and I'm in the I'm in the photo pit. I somehow sneak in there, and I'm talking to this this lady that does the media for this concert. And it's just funny how all things like connect. Where like I told her, yeah, I was like my whole job is to make these boring events look really fun. <laughs> so like I can make this look crazy. The fact that people are great right so this lady gave me a, a like a job on the spot loki 
And then I did a really good job. And then ever since then, I was doing concerts and I just kept meeting people. And yeah, it's just been crazy. Cool. That's amazing. Like, yeah, I mean, if you can make something boring look fun, then you can make something fun look really fun. Exactly. And yeah. like, tell people right now where they can find your videos. Because I was watching a few of them today and I was like, they're, they're good. Oh, yeah. Thank like, you. Uh, if you just look up uh, Harrow Asian Man on Instagram or Case Uno on YouTube. It should come up. Yeah, There's usually we'll a bunch put the of, links. Like, people actually tag me in videos will come up. Yeah, that's awesome. The one that you filmed in like that castle kind of like uh, haunted looking area. Yeah, yeah. Dude, what what the heck? How did that even happen? So that that's a set in LA. Oh really? Right? It's made out of like wood and like no way. stucco and like all yeah. It looked real. I was it like, looked, oh they found a haunted I'm happy place. That, like, I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm happy that yeah. people it sold the idea to people because like when i was yeah. there like you could see like the wood grain and certain things like oh man i hopefully it sells and um <laughs> it's funny now i i shot that video i had all those scenes where i'm in the in the set in this castle set and i show it to the manager um so this is one of pierre Bourne's artists if anyone i work for i shoot a bunch for pierre Bourne, like uh his tours and just like recaps and things like that so I was shooting a video for his artist and I'm now showing him and he's like, wow, now you have a lot of cool stuff in this castle, but like you got to give it some more context, like put some knights in there, give me something, show the outside of a castle. And I'm like, man, I got to go to a castle. He's like, man, if you could actually make it to one, like that'd be <laughs> like, like jokingly, right? Yeah. And I was on, I just got back from tour with uh, TJ Miller doing like a, like a comedy tour with him. Oh, sick. And the last stop was in Estonia. And it was this like medieval town at the top of this old town castle, like at this old town, they had this crazy castle. And I'm like walking around the day before I left and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. Like I can use this in that. And uh, it's just kind of cool how that kind of came full circle and it all worked out. Right? <laughs> so you use clips from Estonia in that video too? Yeah. So it's like I have 3D clips that someone uh, made. You did? I was going to say some of it seemed like it was maybe filmed or maybe animated and yeah. i couldn't even tell i'm happy I was like sam is a goat wow sam is amazing but the people also seemed that way you had their skin so soft and like luscious looking yeah definitely that was crazy no that came out really good it was uh a lot of times on when i'm shooting music videos a lot of people just like will just kind of like be in front of someone's house or like there isn't as much thought behind it but with that we're like we're in this crazy set and like i remember like telling the manager i was like yo i need I told him I need more hours than I, I want to take my time. I don't want to have to feel rushed. And like, yeah. it definitely shows, which is nice. I'm happy how, how that came out. Yeah, that's amazing. That one was sweet. So how did you get into specifically like following a comedian to different countries? And then like, I guess a separate question you can do after is like, how did you end up, you know, doing the same with uh, Pierre, like filming his going on tour with him and filming his videos and stuff? I'll flip that just to do yeah. it chronologically. Um, first I met, another big person in my life was PNB Rock and I traveled with him a lot and did a lot of things with him as well. And so I found this one artist, did a, I was very worried about money for every music video I was doing. Just being like, man, I'm trying to, I wasn't doing like passion things. And then mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I found this one artist. I did a free video for him. I bought the studio. I made, like, I wanted to really just, like, do what I wanted, right? And I did that, 
And then like a couple days later, I got a, a follow from PNB Rock. And I was like, wow, my brain just was like, what the heck? I remember showing my girlfriend and she was like, wow. <laughs> and um, definitely the first like, like celebrity that, or like bigger person to like notice me. Yeah. And um, I just remembered like seeing that and just being like, oh man, like they say like, when you like get a girl's number, like you're supposed to wait a couple days. Like, <laughs> do I, do I, do I wait? And I was like, nah, like I'm gonna text him right now. And I, I messaged him, I was like, hey, if you need anything, um, I'm around and I remember and then he just invited me to a concert and uh, yeah I ended up living at his house for a few months and yeah he brought me to wow. the first per first person to bring me out of the country um, which was crazy where'd you go first uh, Dubai <laughs> yeah first time out of the country yeah. goes to Dubai I have not been there yet but I've seen it looks insane it's just um, we've all been around money we've all seen money before but like to just this is like fu money like it's like yeah it's a whole different level it's not like your rich friend's parents house or something yeah like we <laughs> he got invited to this guy's house and he has a wildlife like zoo at his house <laughs> and it's not just like it's all like natural it's in the middle of the desert and there's like fake rock work and like there's all these little enclosures with all these little meerkats and all these animals all these things and you go into this tunnel and it felt like I was in like, um, like 007. You're going through this rock tunnel and you're like, what is in here? And you get up, you walk up these stairs and there's like, you're in an octagon. And on each side of the octagon, looking down is a different enclosure. So you like go wow. over here, there's a tiger. You go over here, there's Dude. a bear. And it goes all the way around with all the panther and all these different things. And like that, that's when I really sat here and I was just like, oh my God, like this guy, like, he just does this for fun. Like, and there's like the amount of money that was spent on just food that they were talking about. But yeah, Dubai was, like, Dubai was amazing, for sure. That's so crazy. Yeah, they got, like, gold cars driving around. Yeah. Like, I heard you get a speeding ticket through a camera system and stuff. Like, oh. So nobody speeds because, like, you'll just get a ticket. Like, yeah, it's a very, <laughs> like, um, I heard it's a very, like, snitch. Yes. They're, like, they're very strict and formal about everything. If someone's breaking the yeah. rules, you can, someone next to you could definitely report it kind of thing. Yeah. But it's cool because... I don't know, it's such like a juxtaposition to America where you can do mm. like almost anything. Like when you travel to other places, like most places are like kind of chill anyways, but when you get to somewhere really strict and you're like, wow, like there's pluses and minuses for sure, but it's, it's cool to see like, you know, what benefits do they have? It's so clean, there's no crime, like mm -hmm. you can feel safe to do whatever. And it's like, it's just cool to see how like those different, I, I guess cultural differences like show in like you know the results that you get from it and it's a totally different vibe but yeah dubai is even just like 10 levels different than everywhere because oh, it's yeah. like what are they doing it's like everyone with money went to one place to just do ridiculous stuff and make everything shiny yeah yeah the um so the, there's a prince there there's princes there and um this like girl that we were with that we like was kind of showing us around was saying that there's a bunch of buildings in the skyline that don't have anything in the buildings and they were built to just the guy wanted to have something to look at and there's just like empty <laughs> buildings that you that they have lights in them and everything dude and like i'm sure some of them have been filled over the years but like dude like the guy was like i want a skyline and like made it <laughs> like what there's, there's so many things that that makes me think of that i'm just not even gonna get into them. that's 
crazy. Like, I don't know. I do believe if you've earned your money, you can do whatever you want with it. You shouldn't be obligated not to. But still, it's like, why that? Like, you could have done something more useful a little bit for maybe someone else. I, I don't want to pressure people and be like, you owe it to anyone else because you really don't. But it's like, that's your choice, really? Yeah, right. It's still surprising. You <laughs> this know? is also like gas money. Like, this is money from yeah, fuel. Where yeah. like, they're just, they can buy anything. <laughs> yeah but oh uh, yeah but all right back to answer your question um <laughs> so then later that month after i met pnb rock i went to i go to a lot of concerts i'll try to sneak in try to get into the front pit to, to make a video just one for myself but also yeah. if the person sees it that'd be that'd be cool i kind of done it so many times where i don't expect anything from it and i failed not failed but like just made the video and gotten no response. Yeah. And I remember going to a Pierre show and seeing, like, I remember, like, getting out of my car, walking, the door was wide open. There's a line of people outside. I was like, I'm just going to walk in. This is my <laughs> girlfriend and my other homie, RJ. And, uh, yeah, we hung out in the back and waited, shot the show. And then um, I made that video. And then the next day, Pierre hit me up. And he was like, man, you should come on tour with me. And I'm thinking, like, okay, like, that's, I thinking, I'm thinking he's just saying, like, okay, like, formality, like, this is cool, like, being, being nice, nice, you know what yeah. I mean? And then he's like, give me your number. And then I got a message from his, I got a call from his manager, like, a couple days later. And then I was, like, finished the tour with him. And then I was, been on pretty much everything with him since, which has been cool. So he just recognized you from the video, like, you didn't meet him. Yeah, I didn't meet him. Even the second, I went to go shoot him another, like, the next show, and I didn't even get to, I didn't even meet him at that show either. Wow. And then I like when they flew me out is when uh, is when I like, actually got to like hang out with them and meet them. And so you went to that show because you like his music, right? Yeah. What is it about his music that? What do you feel when you hear it? Uh, his his production is just really crazy, and especially his lyrics at that time, and like just like the flows that he was having are just very like I don't know. The, I just really enjoyed that style a lot and i love what he's evolved into as well but um it's cool to work with people that you're fan you're a fan of yeah totally and that's like, like the biggest i think you're probably doing your best work because you like what you're doing it for. yeah 100 percent. like there's would, certain yeah. things that like certain types of videos that i don't really enjoy doing just because it's like okay i could get paid from this but like what like what is this i don't know i'm so like into the art of it it sounds so corny but like i just no, want to do what i like if that makes sense like i know that's like be. i should probably open up my mind a little bit no i mean you I'm get what i'm page. saying like i don't want to not yeah like totally. i can i can read i'm terrible at reading but if i if it's a cool topic i have no problem reading it but right. as soon as it's like something i don't care about it's like I'm, I'm, just mixed match it could be numbers like yeah like. <laughs> that's that's very common in creative people and like i was talking about this on the previous episode like people who feel like they have trouble paying attention to things or like adhd it's usually that they can pay very good attention to the things they like yeah. and everything else they can pay no attention to and it's really like what's your tolerance for like stuff you don't care about you know mm -hmm. and at the same time it's like if you can't pay attention to stuff you don't like, but you can pay really good attention to things you do like, you can do a better job at those things that you like than like the average person who yeah. like is 
they can, they're kind of evened out and you're like all or nothing. So it's like when you like that thing, you can do it better than anyone else. Even like Doug was saying, where like he enjoys coding. So like it's yeah. like, don't get me wrong. There's times of this where it definitely feels like a job. Like I got to stay up on, I got to stay up all day with the person and I got to edit all night and have no sleep and do this whole thing again. But like at the end of the day, like it's, it's who not a lot of people have done certain things that I've done. And I'm super grateful for that to be able to say that I've done that off of like something that I love to do. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it's just kind of a trip. Like I always, I know I can get better, but it's just crazy. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> it's so cool. I mean, like when I even heard that you were doing all that stuff, like I was like blown away. Like it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Like it's not that I didn't expect it, but it was like, oh crap, he's doing what? Like, oh, and it's big. He's going to countries. Like it was all just like, whoa. Like it happened very so fast. Good. Everything happened really quick. Like yeah, I've been to Europe three times, and I left. I left. Uh, it's all, it's been over a little bit over a year. Like whoa, I've been traveling yeah, okay. crazy this last year. It's been yeah, dude. Every day crazy. you're like in Australia. You're in wherever. <laughs> like it's whoa. It's What's your favorite country you've been to so far? That's hard. I really like Brazil. Ooh. I really, really like Brazil. It was just like, I don't know. It just felt so like, and maybe because we really got to hang out with the people there and we got to like make more friends, but like, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was a lot like home, but it was different enough where I knew that I was not home. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't even know if I've talked to anyone who's been to Brazil yet. Like, that's that's a different one. I always hear, like, places in Europe and, like, you know, everyone goes to Germany for fingerboarding and it's awesome. But, yeah, Brazil is super cool. I got to stop in Germany. I got to go to the store and it was... Awesome. Definitely, uh, I got... It's now... I haven't been to a rendezvous since before COVID. And it's because I just got bombard, bombarded with all this travel and work. And, like, it's funny. Like, I remember years ago saying, like, okay, one day there's going to be a day where work's going to come and I'm going to have to not come. And I was always was like, okay, when is this going to happen? Like, yeah. And I haven't been to rendezvous in a couple of years and it's crazy. But I remember during that, the time I was gone, we were going to Germany and I got to go to that store. That and makes up for it. It was just such a, <laughs> another like crazy thing. Like, okay, I'm here for filming, but like, that gave me the ability to to see this lifelong thing that I've just always kind of like fantasized about, right? Like yeah. Going into the, I was like into the in the basement by myself, that like dungeon. <laughs> yeah. And like not to everyone was upstairs in the actual parks. I feel like they kind of like no one, not as many people use that as much. It looked like, and I was just down there, just like this is insane. Like, <laughs> it's definitely a trip when you're there and you're just like when when that feeling hits you of like, whoa, I'm here in Germany yeah. at a fingerboard store, like, it's it's crazy. Even just to see, like, an actual establishment is crazy. Yeah. I've yet to go to, like, a, a sole, strictly fingerboarding store. Like, they have other stuff, but, like, it's surviving off of that. Like, Yeah, I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. How do you feel about Switch Heels? You got some really nice ones. I, Stylish. I, uh, took me years. It took me a really long time talking to so many different people on how to do them like going to, even like I say this so much but like going to your house and just being like 
let me sit down with Jay and pick his brain about Nala Heels for yeah. 15 minutes. And then <laughs> let me go to somebody else. And, like, uh, yeah, also playing skate with Pac, definitely just um, if I didn't, I'd lose all the time. So I had to learn them. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, kind of recently it's been my go-to, like, a lot of, some people kick flip, some people straight flip. I've just been doing, like, Nala Heel, Switch Heel. And, like, just trying to be able to get better at it. I'm trying to learn how to, like, aim them better, like, into grinds and stuff like that. Yeah. But. It's awesome. I mean, you got, like, really nice little ones. Like, I have to move my hand and my arm a lot, so I don't really like how my switch heels and nollie heels look. Mm. But you have, like, that super, like, subtle movement, just enough to flick it, and then you're just right over it, and it looks amazing. Ryan Bernier helped me a lot with just, like, the pocket-to-pocket. Pocket. I can see that. You have his, but lower. Like, yeah. maybe... Maybe better. No, nah, I don't know about better. <laughs> just different, but no, okay, better. That's, dude, that's like a skateboard right I there. I try to catch them like, I try to throw them like this. Try to try, if I can try to catch them yeah, like that. Like, that's why I like yeah. yours a lot. His are really good, but his yeah. are more like, they're bigger. Mm. Yours are so small, and that's a hard trick to do small. That's why I think yours are like, I don't want to say better because it's not, it's like apples to oranges. It's not better, but I like yours. I think a it's, lot. it's all they're about sick. how it's filmed. Right, like certain tricks look really crazy filmed different ways. Yeah, definitely, especially as a visual artist. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> well, I bug him about that with even just like, uh, like just fingerboard videos. Like I, I know people are really good. I know yeah. people can do everything. Yeah. So like, maybe this is just because like coming from like mini days on YouTube and adding just like the most whatever B roll possible, but like. I feel like I enjoy it more when there's like sub, not substance, but like just other stuff. Yeah, you do it well too. You get a little vibe in there. It's not just tricks. Yeah. And I've been trying a little to branch out into that because a lot of times I really just film just the fingerboarding and I'm like, I wish I filmed some B-roll. I wish I filmed even a shot of the obstacle goes a long way yeah. to just put that for one second. Mm -hmm. like, it can change the whole vibe just having like, like a little atmosphere around it and just introducing the scene like let's say yeah. like you got you got a ledge and like you do a bunch of tricks on that ledge and then you bring in something else like you said like show it do a couple of angles of it to like yeah let the people like un like yeah get physically in develop what's happening and then go into it and maybe this like i don't know some people are very into like i just want to see the trick but like <laughs> It depends, sometimes. Yeah, like, I don't know, I like very, like, tight filming, very, like, like yeah. zoomed in. Like, I remember, like, me very too. influential to me was, like, old John Cowart videos with, like, but, like, on the DV, or one of, like, his old cameras, DVX, like, probably. far back zoomed in, yeah. and it just was like, wow, like, yeah. this looks so crazy. Like, I've always liked that a lot. Absolutely. Old videos definitely also made me want to make cool fingerboard videos. Like, just like, even, yeah. like, Harry's old videos and just like yeah let's let's care about lighting and we're going to set up a different angle for every trick and it felt more like a skate video than compared to like I think also the this is a whole other side thing but like once like Instagram came in and I sound old but like once Instagram came in and people were just like oh I can film like few clips just to get some views on this it kind of changed the dynamic yep. better for worse right but that quick, Pe quick fire, low attention span, see a trick, go to see yeah. someone else's trick, and then it's not like you're sitting down and watching a video and digesting it. 
I was like thinking when you introduce like an obstacle, let's say, or the setting where you're filming and you show that shot or a few shots of it, it's kind of like real life. Let's say like you go to a skate spot, mm -hmm. you go there and it's rare that you just see someone do a trick immediately unless the timing's perfect. Generally, you go there and you see the spot and you're looking at the spot and you're like, hmm, could I skate this? Or do I just want to watch? Or like, wow, it's bigger than I thought. Or like, someone's going to meme that, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, like, you know what I mean? Just like, you go to the spot and you see what it's all about and you, you take it in with your eyes and you're like thinking about it. And then you probably put down your board and skate it. So it's like... If you're watching a video, it's almost like you're getting that kind of a feel, but in like a, you know, compressed digital version where it's like you see that spot or that atmosphere or some other B-roll and the people around and whatever, and then you see the tricks. And it just like puts you there yeah. versus not, like it, it anchors you and it kind of draws your focus in more. Like even on the 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 last tour I was on, I, I always have a fingerboard with me everywhere I go, but... <laughs> I don't I don't film to, as much as I used to just because since I do it all the time when I'm fingerboarding I'm very just like I feel like a soul fingerboarder like just do it because I'm doing it for myself right yeah but when I was over um when I was overseas I just was like okay let me try to get a few like outdoor clips in each city I'm in and then by the end I'll have a video yeah and uh yeah that was definitely really fun to uh work shoot it like that and like just kind of take a little less like thought and like oh i see a spot let me do a few things and yeah save it and keep moving that's awesome outdoor and like street spots and like crazy spots in countries is like yeah really special because you can't do that when you get home oh yeah 100 you know? percent. like there was a couple just like there was like in london there was a really crazy bank that just was like perfect it was really really smooth i remember even buying a uh I bought a telephone booth, like one of those red telephone booths, to like, okay, cool, like I'm gonna put my board next to this and like do scale and do a bunch of stuff like that. And like, that's what I mean by like, yeah, I didn't have to do that, but like, it's just like, maybe, and again, maybe that's just because I film, but like, those little things are like, I hope they don't go unnoticed in fingerboard videos. Oh, no, totally. <laughs> I think that like, those are the things that like the person who that video spoke to, they remember that forever. Like, you know, we have like, you know, you got your John Cowart video that you, like, commented on how it was filmed. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, that stuck with you forever. That was 10, 15 years old. Yeah, now. literally. Like, and, like, I remember those videos, too, because John's, like, that much of a filmer, like, a, a unique and good filmer mm -hmm. that it's, like, that's influencing probably your music videos in a way you don't even know. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. It, it's, like, it helps you develop your style based on seeing something that you like and then somehow integrating that into your own style, which will be different, but influenced like by many things yeah it all cultivates together and, yeah like, it's cool when you can notice like oh damn like that's from that yeah i can see where i got that from like that's awesome ready for some of these heavy questions oh man what's your biggest mistake in life not trusting my gut i would have to agree I've done that too. Tell me more about it. Um, I don't know. This sounds kind of corny, but like, I feel like, I don't know. I, for years, I just, I, I still like hover in situations and like, just like think about like, like, let's say like I'm at a concert and I see someone's manager. I'd be like sitting to the side, like 
pace just doing whatever and just being like what do I say to them and like like am I gonna like and granted I was way more nervous than I was I think I've definitely gotten way better at just like you know, you're a person like if you're a, a mean person then whatever yeah then I don't want to be with you anyways yeah doing anything but like I used to get so just like just anxious like yeah. just like I don't know like it yeah that was definitely I was just things like that where like again what back to being corny just go for stuff yeah like I mean when you did go for stuff you ended up in an amazing situation yeah. that everyone dreams of being in even like um how I met TJ like I like I was saying before how I met Pierre so like organically yeah um I go to a comedy show and no one wanted to go with me so I'm I go by myself and I'm at Mohegan Sun it's a casino and I'm like sitting watching him and I'm like wow like this guy tours just as much as any other artist like he probably could I could do exactly what I do but it'll be a different whole different topic a whole different like thing and um I remember like after the show like going outside and kind of like waiting for him and like it like not seeing him and then giving up going to the bathroom and then like there was just something in me that was just like, yo, just like go back in and just wait a few more minutes and just see. And I remember going back in and then I see him come out of a back door with a mask on, like trying to be like hidden. And uh, I see him and I'm, he's about to walk down this handicap ramp and I'm like, turn my back and I'm like, okay, just like when he walks in front of you, that's when you can ask him. And I remember like, just like, oh man, I know this isn't the time or place, but like I'm a cinematographer. Like um, I would love to follow you around and do a few things like, and he was like, yeah, yeah, like, contact my people. I sent them a few things that I did, and then I started working with him. So, like... Yeah, that's so cool. It if, almost sounds like the story was about to go to, like, yeah, and he said no thanks. No. But instead, <laughs> it's just, like... I mean, I already knew the outcome, but it's, like... It's something that casual where it's, like... It's a make-it-or-break-it situation, even though it's such a small, tiny thing. It's just a dude leaving the place, and he's probably tired and wants to get out of there yeah and you just have your two seconds to say something that like you probably think like yeah it's probably not gonna work but what if it does it'll be amazing and you just go for it and it works and it's just like huge you know it's amazing it was nice how when he told me he was like yeah i excuse me um he's like yeah i appreciated how i liked how you came up to me because there's a lot of people that like come up and like Oh my God, I love you so much. I do this. Can I do this for you? Da, da, da. And like, I, yeah. he's like, I liked how you just like treated me like a person and like it wasn't so like, I don't know. I didn't come off too like yeah. fan crazy or whatever, but like, cause I knew I kept that in mind. I'm like, all right, this guy's trying to get out of here. Yep. Let me try. Right. But back to what you were saying, if That's I good. didn't say, let me go back, if I, if I just gave up, yeah. I wouldn't have just went to Europe. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, very uh it's like a life-changing moment that you just stayed two minutes somewhere like, yeah and you just gotta like yeah. go for things and like again like i was i've been going for things for 10 years and it just worked yeah so like i don't know like with enough down like tunnel vision yeah you know it'll work it's like don't get, right? nobody really remembers their like failures when they get like a success so to speak like it's like all you probably got many rejections doing that kind of stuff oh yeah but you didn't, definitely you didn't get too stuck on them i assume 
because yeah. if you did you probably would have stopped trying so it's like you just brush it off and try it again the next day or the next show or whatever and mm -hmm. it's like i recently just got kicked out of a couple shows i went to a ken carson show and i went to a destroy lonely show which are two rappers and i snuck in i got in but I, I just, I wasn't covert ops enough. And, like, their their people were like, who are you, bro? Get out of here. And, like, yeah. so, like, it, it, it just as much, if not more, you're going to fail a bunch of times. But, like, I used to, like, leave all, like, leave a, leave somewhere that I didn't get in. And it, I used to ponder on it all night. But then I'm like, you know what? Like, there's going to be another concert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not the end of the world. So Yeah, exactly. It may feel like it, but. And the one that works out for you is, like, the one that's meant to be. Like, yeah. you know, if they didn't want you there or they said no to your work when they saw it or whatever, it's, like, you can't even get that upset because it's, like, would you want to do... Would you want to make videos for someone who doesn't like your videos? No, yeah. you want to make videos for the person who sees your videos and is so excited that they want to ask you or whatever, you know? Like, mm -hmm. so it's, like, you get the right one. You don't get everyone. You and get the right one. So sometimes, too, you can meet somebody that could love your work, but it just might not be what they need. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's like a that's good point. it's a it's the business too at the end of the day where like it just may not work out that way. It might just not be needed in that sense. So Yeah. But good perspective for crazy. sure. Also like how you said people would come up to him like being all like fanboy style and like oh my god and like I can relate to that cuz like a lot of people do that and like it's fine like I'm used to it, but I prefer if somebody like is just talking to me about like things you know because mm -hmm. then it's like i actually know what to say like you know i can say thank you and like i am very appreciative if somebody like thinks that what i do is that awesome like it's so cool i never even imagined i would be like that type of a person or whatever like it's it's crazy but at the same time it's like you know if you can get it together and you don't have to do that and you can just be like hey dude like check this out or i like this or did you see that or like you know start a regular conversation mm -hmm. it's like you're going to get a lot further, you know, we'll actually be able to talk deeper about something. So exactly. Like I, I always used to think that like, like, Oh man, like here's this like artist or like this person that I look up to within anything Yeah. and think, Oh man, like they're, they're at this, they, they, they're a different person because they're at this, they're doing all this. But like, I've learned at the end of the day, like everyone's a person yep right and like obviously yeah. there's exceptions where you like you know i'm pretty sure like if you're at like drake status you probably move a little differently but like overall maybe not though i think really everyone's just a person right yeah or just it's the accessibility to them but like oh yeah yeah i feel like that kind of like when people when you when you meet someone that's like that and you treat them like that it's refreshing like i i hear like a lot of celebrities i've talked to have said they like meeting people that don't know who they are so they can just sit and talk to them. Yeah. And like, that's <laughs> such a trip. Like, yeah, just to be able to like, there's people out there like will do anything for fame. Right. And then like, there's certain people that are in that position that like, man, I just want to like be normal for a moment. Like, let me just yeah, totally. fade back. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, that's how everybody is. Normally you meet someone, you both don't know who each other are and then you go from there. And so it's, it's funny when someone knows who you are and you don't know who they are and really who they know you as is like something they imagined from something they saw anyways. They still don't really know you, mm. but it's like, you know, if you have a lot of content out there, they feel like they really know you, which they might kind of at that point. But it's just like, yeah, it's cool to just be human to everyone. And in reverse, like 
I see it as like sometimes people try to like they'll almost like put themselves down in your presence because they're just like oh I'm just a beginner or like don't I don't know anything about it and it's like no dude like maybe you're fresh at this and you have intuition about it because you're fresh mm -hmm. you could see something I could never see because I've been doing it 20 years yeah and so it's like you can apply that to music to videos to like literally any hobby or subject it's like just because you're less experienced less famous less whatever doesn't mean that you're any less than that person who's doing a lot of it or whatever mm -hmm. you know it's like you really need to value like your own you know you can understand that maybe you don't know everything about it as much yet but you can also understand that you have like a fresh fresh set of eyes and it's like that's something i could never get like it's hard to to step back from something you know and view it as you if think you this is the it. formula right and yeah here's this new way and it's like it could be the right way so it's like open up enough to be able to like even see if you like it you sometimes it maybe it's not the right thing but at least you were open enough to learn about it and see if it worked and right yeah you always have to stay open to new things the way i see it is like when there's something that I think that I know, I try not to say, like, I know this for sure. I try to say, like, I'm pretty sure about this or, like, I'm maybe 99% sure about this. But it's there's never that 100. that 1%, yeah. Right? yeah. It can't be 100 because then you just can't learn anything new in that space as soon as you've closed yourself off and say, like, I already know this or I already understand this. Because it's like, no, you don't. You know your angle of it. Yeah. Well, and it's, it works, it's hard but, dealing with people that are like that just yeah on a business standpoint, on a creative standpoint, where, like, like we, we all know certain people that we don't have certain arguments with because oh, this isn't going to go anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting how different people can uh, analyze different situations. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And just being able to know when that's happening and how to deal with it is also a skill in its own, like... Some people will waste hours when you shouldn't. And some people will stay quiet when they shouldn't, you know? It's like sometimes it is time to speak up and, like, get a conversation going and whatever. Yeah. Even, like, just, like, this is kind of a little bit different, but just, like, realizing you're mad when you're mad. That's Not cool. just be mad and just be, like, Rrr. But, like, it's, like, easier said than done, but to, like okay, like, I'm doing, I'm aggravated. Yeah. Let me, like, not do this because I know that I'm, act I'm feeling like this, right? And, like, that, that's, like, a, like, a power, I feel like, to I be able to, to harness, like. <laughs> yeah, that's really important because, like, I don't even see myself as the type of person who gets mad very easily, but, like, sometimes I'll be a little bit impulsive if I get, like, angry about something and it's like you want to respond right away because you're just like oh my god i can't believe it. like no 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 it's actually like this and it's like sometimes you look back later on it and it's like oh i should have waited and relaxed and then if i needed to say something could have said it then and like it would have came out better and yeah. like you know more rational more like you get a bigger view of something once you can step back from it so it's really cool to like sit with your emotion before you act and like you said recognizing that is like that's the main thing and it's easier than it sounds if you've never done it but if you've never done it and you don't think about it it's not easy like, like you, you have to you can get caught it. in not very easily just like yeah just like oh man it's later and now i regret it 
Yeah. But like, okay, like let me realize in, in there. Even like on on the other spectrum, when I'm really happy, let me soak it in a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like when yeah. I, when something really awesome is happening, like let me not just like live through it. Like let me try to like snapshot little things to like remember it. Like it pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately, I think it actually comes down to living in the moment in both things because it's like you want to sit in your happy moment you want to sit in your anger they're both going to dissipate anyways Mm -hmm. but you want to feel it while it's going and yeah like don't react too strongly to it i guess if it's going to make something weird happen or bad like if you're going to yell at someone like wait till you can speak to them and then discuss the issue that you're mad about you know i saw this really interesting uh video where this guy was like man like I wish life was just good all the time. Like, I wish it just, like, good shit was happening to me all the time. I can do this. I can... I'm going here. I'm doing this. <laughs> but... And then, like, the other side was, like... The other guy... The guy pretty much said, like... Okay, like, life is, like... You are... Life is a heartbeat, right? So it's, like... If you're doing a bunch of good stuff... You're never going back down to be able to continue your heartbeat. Right. And and he's like, you got to have bad things where you're going through. Like, that's what like, you can't live just like this. You, yeah. Hopefully you're not living like this. Right. But like it's you're going to go through stuff like you For like you sure. said, like it's good. Like that anger is going to fade and that happiness will hopefully not fade, but we'll move on to another happiness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, everything, whatever you're feeling in this moment is going to be different in five minutes. So it's like. Yeah, every and every emotion only exists because of kind of its opposite existing too. Like, I feel like, for example, if you always have everything perfect, like that dude, if he wanted everything happy all the time, it's like, is it even happy anymore? You know, yeah. it's like, versus, let's say like something is difficult or challenging and then you overcome it and then you become happy and then you cherish that happiness because you didn't have that when the problem was the problem you have that because the problem is gone Mm. so it's almost like you bounce back from it as an opposite kind of thing and like it's way more dynamic shout out to scoppy crazy yeah i used to one of my favorite boards back in the day i think i got in like 2010 was like just a scoppy deck um maple and red plies oh yeah 29 that was one of my favorite boards that's sick yeah, he had some cool boards back in the day. He still does too, but yeah, the the Scott B decks were pretty sick. Yeah, definitely. Hello, everybody, and today we are interrupting this podcast to bring you some special news from Sausage Ramps. These guys are crushing it. Brand new ramp company from this dude I met at a store session, and he's making some really cool stuff. This is one of his benches. And I'm doing a stock of these on the Flatface website right now. This thing is sweet. It's got a metal top, and then the legs are made out of wood. So basically, you're not going to scratch your surfaces up. You know, if these were concrete or metal, and you had it on like a glass table or something, or if you knocked it over. Another cool thing, though, is it doesn't really knock over. You know, you can hit it at an angle like that really hard, and it's not going anywhere. The design of it is such that the base of it is wider than the top, but at the same time you can board slide it. Uh, There's no overhang, like your nose slides and tail slides aren't going to hit the 
legs. So that's super good. And then it's got a cool paint job too. So overall, really cool obstacle. Um, it's got a nice weight to it. Like I said, it doesn't really move around or anything when you use it. Like you gotta really, even if you try, you kind of like, you know, push into it at an angle, it's not going anywhere. So it's really cool. Um, he's got a lot of cool obstacles that he makes. This is not the only one. He's got fun boxes and stuff with rails on them and all kinds of really cool stuff. So check him out on Instagram. It's sausage.ramps. And as you can see by my hat, there's a lot of really, really cool stuff. So thank you Sausage Ramps for sponsoring this. And I can't wait to see more cool Sausage Ramps stuff and hopefully bring more of it to the Flatface website and the store sessions. And you can use the park that he made. It's like a circular love park thing. It was super cool, really nice materials. Um, the thing I love about this stuff, not only you know the craftsmanship is good, but anyone can have good craftsmanship these days. This stuff, the material is what I really like about it that sets it apart from anything else that you might have already seen. So the type of metal that he uses on here, it's not like aluminum, it's like a really special nice steel and it's got a paint over it. So eventually it will like scratch off to just metal on the edges and it's just awesome. It's a really good feel. And it's nice to have a bench that's this size that doesn't tip over. I'm sure you guys have seen me using all kinds of little benches before and you know, they're all really fun, but half of them do move around a lot. So he solved the problem. Go get yours now. They're awesome. Sausage ramps. Awesome. Well, I was going to ask you about strengths and weaknesses. And I feel like, would you have chosen that as your strength? The thing we just spoke about before, or do you have something oh, else? No, I would say I, that's something that I, I'm definitely still working on is okay. like, like realizing that I'm in, in emotion, mm -hmm. right? Like not just like, living it but like kind of stepping yeah. third person and looking at everything um so what was it my strength what would you say my strengths are yeah we can do strengths and weaknesses let's start with strength like biggest strength or a few if you have a few um i say what strength would be back to what you're saying if it's something in my focus yeah i'm pretty good at figuring it out i'll try to make it happen as best as possible and I'm, I'm, I'll go further in that, in that right where I'll try different random things. But like for weakness, for example, like there's, what do you say in interviews? Like I don't have any weaknesses, but I'm good at this. <laughs> uh, um, I think a weakness would be just like not. Um, well, I would say like I definitely, school wasn't the easiest thing for me, right? So like back to what I was saying, like I'll figure it out in a lot of other ways and other people would figure it out like i feel like i go a lot of different paths right yeah. so like where one thing may lack i'll definitely figure it out in a different way or like i've adapted in that sense hopefully like yeah that's cool too and that kind of goes to show like i'm sure some people listening to this can relate they're like yeah i'm in school now and it's so hard and i feel like i have no future because of it like that's a common thought process and then you see people like you and so many others where it's like, oh, school was really hard, but I'm so good at this one little thing and I made it my job or I made it my life or or I was able to do something with it, you know? And it's like school is a really good path when it's the right path for you, but it's not the right path for everyone. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I this, this is pretty crazy. I'm in fourth grade and I remember like going to a parent teacher conference and my teacher like 
with me there just being like, you better uh, figure out another plan for this kid because this, this little kid's not going to college. Oh, man. And, like, I remember, like, hear, like remember hearing that and I just being like, damn, that's crazy to tell a little-ass kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I did go to college. I went to two years. I went to, took more than two years. I went to community college. And um, you graduated? Yeah. Cool. It took a little longer than uh, expected, but uh, That's all right. it happened. Um, but yeah, matter. I think, um, yeah, like you said, school isn't for everybody. Like, I think I always say, like, man, if I just kind of didn't do those few years and and jumped into what I was doing, would that have happened? But who knows? You know what I mean? Like, maybe something that happened there helped me now. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I it can't, all leads up to now. I can't like discredit it but i definitely feel like there's a lot of things that at least in certain degrees that you can learn on your own and just try to get the just get the actual work like go get the the opportunity is better than like the paperwork like i'd rather like you can fail a bunch of times and learn it in the process and or you could like learn the formalities and then go through that same process so like again everybody's different so I'm not knocking anything. Yeah, certain things you learn them in school and you don't even know them afterwards. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then certain things you learn them on your your own and you know them because you had to actually figure it out for real, not just to pass a test, but to do whatever the thing does, you know? Yeah. I actually had to just, I gave a lecture at my, my old college. I ran into wow. my, my video professor and just cool. told him what I was doing and he was like, wow, that's so crazy. Like blah 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 come come speak to the class and like i was so nervous and like i bet oh that's amazing though it was cool though it was like one thing that i wish that they taught in whatever program i was in was to not just the technical of filming because you can learn that like i said on youtube but like teach me like how to run a video business what things like that where like i would have i feel like i could excel more if i learned those things where like a lot of things I was learning in school were things that I was, since I was just a, uh, I love film, I just learned these already because I just love it. So Yeah, but. yeah that's a good one because school kind of teaches you how to work for somebody, and in certain cases that's what you want. But when you want to do your own thing, like school rarely really teaches you how to manage all the different aspects of it besides like, you know, it'll teach you something for sure, but it's hard to get that full like, there's things you've never learned. Like, they don't even teach you how to do your taxes and stuff or, like, mm. how to, you know, really manage a business. You know, they'll teach you math and you can, like, if you're smart enough... Apply it. Apply it, it yeah. yeah. But it's, like, I don't know. There could be more support in those areas for people to realize their full potential, I think, because otherwise it really limits it to, like, the best of the best have to figure it out. And, like, you have to have two talents almost. You mm-hmm. have to be good at what you do and you have to be good at understanding how a business works regardless of what the business even is you know fingerboarding video making like they're even though they're related they're different businesses and it's like you got to know what to do on that end of it to make it sustainable so that yeah definitely be your thing like i look at myself as like you got walt disney which is the the idea he thinks of all of this crazy stuff all these things these movies and these theme parks and all these things but his brother, Roy, is the one that's like, okay, wait, logistically, how are we going to do this? So, like, for every creative person, uh, a numbers guy yeah. behind the scenes <laughs> is always, like, would be great to have, right? Like, <laughs> Are you the numbers guy? Or? Yeah, I hate it. 
<laughs> I hate it so much. Even like little things, like I feel like how to like if a client messages me, how, like just like how to sell to them. There's certain people that know yeah. how to like sell a little better. You know what I mean? So yeah. that just takes time. But I feel like the time that I'm doing that, I'd rather be trying to progress the quality of what I'm creating than right. deal with all the business side of it i guess yeah it's tricky like there's benefits to both ways too if you stay as the only person you have total control any mistake that happens good or bad it falls on you but then you can fix it for next time versus like you know you don't want your assistant to blow an opportunity for you because they worded it wrong not Mm -hmm. how you would have worded it yeah that's true they didn't sell it how you would have sold it so it's almost better to be you in both of those jobs even though you know some of it's not that fun or maybe there's parts of it you can give to somebody else like you'll figure it out as it grows if you need to you know mm-hmm. but yeah like for flat face i try to do like everything i can like me doing certain things like there's certain things i'll never let somebody else do because then it's not my brand anymore yeah you so, don't want to lose that yeah, yeah exactly and it's like yeah somebody else could do this or that but it won't be how i would do it even if i train them it's only gonna be similar it's not gonna be how i would do it so Keep it in mind, like, those things are challenging sometimes, but there might be a reason that you're the one doing it. Yeah, no, I get that. You're here for a reason. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> try not to question that as much as I used to. <laughs> <laughs> what, just existence? Just being on this planet? Not like or... that. Maybe, maybe when I was younger, a little bit more darker, but, like, not, not, not even just, like, I'd be in a room full of people and be like, damn, like, why, am I really supposed to be here right now? Like... Mm. like you know what i mean like should i be like why am i here and like i think that's any creative will look at their stuff and like is so like they don't like this they don't like that but like they can't see it through someone else's eyes right and like again there's always room for improvement but like there's definitely i think you are better than what you think you are at the end of the day i was actually like pondering this idea for the last few days because uh I've been noticing how different people that I know will create things in different ways. Like some people will create something and I see it and I'm like, that's so good. And they're like, no, it's not done yet. And then they'll work on it for 10 more hours and they show it to me again and it looks the same. And Mm. they're like, now it's done. And I know they changed something. And then I ask them, what did you change? And they show me and it's like, oh, this is a tiny bit. And I'm like, dude, you can't see that. Yeah. Nobody will notice. And, but it's like, they were so unhappy with it until it got to that point where they were happy with it and it's like they'll almost never realize that anyone else looking at it would have been happy with their rough drafts thinking that's a masterpiece yeah well they've and, analyzed it so much yeah. and they have this vision in their head where they're like okay like i need to do this like i don't yeah. like showing rough drafts to people no because then they're Be- just like it's done it's perfect right yeah it's, or it's or they have too much to say and i'm like let me mm. get out my thoughts before yeah let me finish my concept before you criticize that it it's not done you know what i mean kind of a thing like that makes sense too and you know it's important for the person to get to like the final stage of like what their vision is so i'm not saying don't spend those extra 10 hours but my point is more like when you're making things and you're like any type of good at making anything that you're making whatever it is like you're going to be your harshest critic. Everyone else around you is probably going to love it, except for the few people that don't like it because it's not their style. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to like it no matter what you do to it, so don't worry about them. Yeah. There's always going to be somebody. 
that's not agreeing with yeah. whatever which is fine doing. There's, <laughs> there's so many types of everything you know like there's a million ways to make a music video so it's like you probably don't care if someone doesn't like it because you care about the people that do like it like it's for yeah. them it's not for that other person definitely like even back to that like it's art at the end of the day so like yeah it's subjective you can't all agree on one thing and yeah. not especially with music and tastes and everything like that like how would you, it's impossible so like how would that even yeah exactly happen? and it's cool like i find like as i get older i'm able to appreciate a wider range of like <clears throat> types of art and subjects in general like things i thought was boring when i was 20 and now i'm 30 i'm like that is so interesting like i see why i didn't care back then because i didn't have these certain components yet to my you know my person whatever like things i've experienced or learned but then it's like once you get there it's like wow okay i can see why this is good like i thought that was stupid and now i see why people love it and Mm. i kind of love it too you know it's like and it's cool to like learn and grow like that and like just get a wider range of like what you think is good like in terms of music and art and stuff it's like you don't have to stick to just what you're doing like whatever you like or whatever you like later bring it in well, your your taste buds change, right? Like, oh, yeah. why can't your interests and other things evolve, right? Like over time. Yeah, totally. Same thing. That's a fun one. You got any foods that you like that you didn't used to like? Mustard. Ooh, mustard. That's a fun one. <laughs> I How... hated mustard as a kid, and then I okay. got older, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Mustard's great. <laughs> do, you, do you remember, like, when you tried mustard? Was there, like, a time when it was like, oh, I like this now? I think I just hated hot dogs when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, this wasn't... Uh, I enjoy myself a good brat. Now I'm again. <laughs> you have any good hot dogs in Germany? Um, or, like, Weisswurst or anything? Yeah. I had, I don't know what the name of it was. But it was pretty crazy. Cool. It was a, just a nice, solid brat. Hey, yo. <laughs> I tried to... We were in a... Totally change the topics here. This dude's cracking up. Um, <laughs> freaking, uh, I'm in Estonia, and I got to eat bear meat. Whoa. That was wild. Yeah. It was very gamey. Uh, yeah, it wasn't... I couldn't really compare it to anything. Okay, not but even just like a the, combo of different things? Or nah, they had a, there was also sauce on it, so like I, I wasn't like the truest flavor, I guess. Right. But um, just to say that I ate it. Yeah, that's bears, it seems crazy like, thing. And like bears and dogs are really close, so like I felt real weird. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, it's foreign land, like let me crazy. try this. That's pretty cool, <laughs> yeah. I was actually going to ask like what's the most exciting food you ate somewhere. That's probably a contender, right? Yeah, I don't. I didn't particularly love that meal. It was cool. Okay, so it's just cool. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, what's good? France has a lot of really good food. I like just like getting like a baguette, and like walking down the street. <laughs> I remember that this was the crazy. This is the first time I went there, and I'm just like, okay, like let me go outside and like see how like French France is. And I I go outside and there's a lady pushing a baby carriage and the baby, I don't even see the baby, but I just see a baguette coming out of the carriage and, I, and the thing's moving around and I was like, damn, like that's wow. crazy. And yeah, people just walk around like with a, with a bread and a cigarette and they're just like, 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> the energy is really cool there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I haven't been there yet. It's, uh... It, I just like hearing accents other places. Like, yeah. just, uh... I don't know, it's just kind of cool. Certain places are just very, like... What's the word? I don't know, it's just, like... Gets a vibe, right? Yeah, like... You've heard all these things before, like, by people, like, either imitating them or seeing it, seeing it on TV. Yeah. But, like... Like... I don't know, I'm walking around London, and everybody sounds like they're in Harry Potter to me. Yeah. And it's, like, it's just, like, I'm <laughs> super, like, American, right? But I, I just, I don't know, it's cool to, like, make that comparison and see it in real life. And, yeah, like, definitely. Different it's lingo, like, different little words and things like that. Brings you to a whole different world, kind of. Yeah. So you said the world's not small, but that, what was it? Oh, yeah. That, it's funny, I just said that off the top earlier, but uh, <laughs> the world is not small um the universe just brings us things i think is what i said yeah something like that where (laughs) like here's a small world thing i'm i'm in visiting california shooting some music videos i'm in santa monica pier and i'm filming and all of a sudden i hear jeff jeff and i'm like i'm looking around i'm like okay what is this i turn around and again this is post this is during covid or like I haven't been in Rendezvous in a while, and I turn around, and I see a big green truck. And in this big green truck, Alex Rogan (laughs) is just sitting there. And I remember we just stopped in the middle of traffic. I ran over, and I was like, bro, like, I thought you lived on the other side of the country. And he's like, yeah, I work with Scott now, and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And, And like that, you could say, oh, wow, small world, but, like, there's millions of people in California, like, the timing of that. Yeah. That's not small world. That's just... That's a huge that's world. That's a universe and, and happening. Things, yeah. Like, and I've, like, I used to get very, like, wow, this is so amazing. Like, how did that happen? And then, like, enough weird things like that have happened to me where, like, it it doesn't surprise me as much as it used to. Yeah. Because it's just, like, if you're going to put it out positive, hopefully, like, all these good things come back, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah, it's really amazing how, like things like synchronicities happen and it's like you could you know you could view it as like oh yeah it was just random chance which like yeah it was random chance kind of but something brought you to both to that moment to that space right like so it's like i don't know you know there's there's potential for a little bit more than random in a sense but it's also like you can kind of just think it through and be like okay yeah like I'm in this place where Scott B lives. Maybe I'll run into one of Scott's friends. Or, like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. it makes sense when you really think about it, but it's still just, like, what are the odds? Like, you know, if you go to my town, what's the chance you're going to see me? It's, like, very low. Yeah. But then it's, like, you might run into me. Why did that happen if it's such a low chance? Mm -hmm. Like, maybe if you calculate it by hours and stuff, it's, like, you know, one in 10,000 chance that Mike's going to be here at this moment, like 224 at Whole Foods, but there he is. Why was I thinking? I'm like, yo, if anywhere I'm going to see this dude at Whole Foods. (laughs) See, there it is. Like, mind reading, dude. Synchronicities. (laughs) It's all in there. Brainwaves sending back and forth. Who knows? Right, we need, like, a a whole different camera setup to show, like, the the beams, like... (laughs) Yeah, we'll edit them in. Little little wires connecting. (laughs) It could be, dude. Temple to temple. You never know. In 10, 20, 50 years, they might be like, 
yeah, turns out everyone was connected the whole time. And, like, now we have a way to show it. Like, right now we can't even fathom that, mm. how to see it visually or, like, in a provable scientific way. But one day it could be. Avatar. Yeah. They use their thing and they connect to things and oh. everything is one thing. Well, you know, like, some people you, you say, like, I don't know hair, how I would connect myself. Your hair, dude. Your hair is an antenna. Especially when you bleach it. Yeah, right. No, I, I heard, like, some, some people say, like, long hair, like, helps your intuition. Who knows? I actually, I just Maybe. saw a video on that. A guy talking about how, like, everyone says six senses, but he's like, that's a whole other sense. Like, it's, it's here for a reason as well. And, like, I, I don't yeah. want to butcher what he said, but it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Definitely worth pondering and looking into, but also, like, not getting too crazy into because it's kind of, you know... Don't go nuts over it. It's just, like, all, like, ideas and, like, you know, maybe this, maybe that. Like I said before, don't get too certain of anything. Yeah. Yes or no. You can't be, like, it's impossible. And you can't be, like, oh, it's definitely that. Like, it's, like, oh, you know, maybe. There's got to be room, know, you know. Like you yeah. said before, there's always that percent yeah. that anything could happen. Like, if you're against something. An alien could, like, just hang out yeah. and come in here right now. Imagine there that. could be an alien sitting on here with us and we don't know because he's invisible. Imagine that. Could be. And he's probably laughing so hard now that we know he's there, but we don't know he's there. Right. But Or like Rhombus. Yeah. There's an alien inside of her. There could be tons. But, <laughs> you know, at the same time, it's like we're all so rational and we know that that's probably not there. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you can't get... Like some people will say stuff like that and like literally believe it and that's when like they've gone too far. It's like, it's yeah, like, like birds are just flying mechanical things that are observing oh, us, Oh, right? dude, they are now, though. <laughs> they made... Did you hear this? They made... Drones out of dead birds' bodies. That's crazy. For spying. And they literally look like birds. Yeah. That's... So it is true. Right? So now it's true. Maybe it They're wasn't charging true. Them up. There's a bunch of, like, carcasses, Before. like, plugged in. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, terrible. I don't like it. But, yeah. I was going to say, like, also how I said before, if, if you believe something, it should be, like, 99% kind of, like, not 100. I think also if you're against something, you should be, like... You know, maybe 99% against something that you're super against, but you still have that tiny, like, what if I was wrong? What if all these things leading up to my knowledge is wrong? Just in case, you know? You don't have to entertain it often, but just enough that you're open to, like, seeing people, talking to people, like, not being too firm on things. Mm -hmm. You can still be firm. You can be really dang firm. 99% is a lot. If you have a bar like this, 1%, you barely see it. So mm -hmm. so don't don't take it out of context, but just... Be like you know a little bit. Be open to certain things. Yeah, way I more. think <laughs> I think that can help a lot of people. Like people that are too extreme in anything. What's your process or motivation when you film? Like, how do you decide? Like, this is a trick worth filming, or like, I'm gonna grab my camera now. Um, more like I just sit down to film. Like, I like sit down with the intention to try a bunch of stuff like yeah. i used to be more like spur of the moment i'm fingerboarding this is a crazy idea let me film it save it and move on but now it's kind of like okay like we're hanging out for an hour like let's just film a bunch of not even crazy tricks like i always used to like someone else told me I'm like, let me try something really impressive to like yeah just be impressive but now it's just like let's just do clean cool things and just make a good video and so yeah, I don't know. It matters. I think it really matters what I'm ever, whatever I'm doing at the like, at the moment. Like if I'm into like backsmiths, 
I yeah. might try a bunch of weird backsmith things, but it's like I definitely go through like cycles of like different things I like to do. So like I don't know, I definitely leave that for a variable for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Me too. Like by myself, I usually do it with the intention of filming. Like I'll be like, oh, I want to film on this, and I'll take the camera out, and then I'll set it up and start fingerboarding. But then like when you're with people in fingerboarding, it's like I don't know. For me, it's just kind of like. I thought of something or I just did something and I want to film it like it's pretty simple but just whatever you just kind of know you know you feel it. it's like oh this is yeah this is worth filming versus like you know the alternative is just like oh I don't have anything right now I enjoy filming with people more than by myself too it's just like I don't know having also having somebody film looks better looks in my opinion better. so like you get yep. the, you get someone that's really good at filming like that changes everything too so like like self-filming, there are really good people at that, but at, at, for me, it's it's still somewhat distracting at the end of the day. Like you're still trying to like figure out how to hold it right. You may land it and it's not in frame, and yeah. you gotta do it again. Like that always stinks. But yeah, I used to like filming by myself more, and now I like filming with people more. Mm -hmm. Like I think it also helps that like now everyone's really good, so it's like it doesn't take that long to get tricks. Yeah, so you can film somebody and not be dying for twenty minutes. You're dying yeah. for two minutes, so you're not even dying yet, and like. <laughs> You know, it's just, like, everybody's so good now that it's really fun to film versus back in the day it was, like, really a challenge. So it was, like, almost more fun to film by yourself and just be, like, there's no pressure of a filmer and their arm and worrying about them. And yeah, like, I'm just setting it up. Like, I could spend 20 minutes on this and not worry about it, not consider, yeah. like, yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, but I like both just for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, here's a funny one. What's the worst advice you've ever heard given? Not fingerboard related. Just um, just in life. Just a funny question. Or like, could be interesting. What's the worst advice I've heard? Yeah. Um, Either to you or to someone else. Or you gave it. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um... Bad advice is it's cool to stay up all night and work, but don't kill yourself doing it. It's cool to grind all the time and work hard, but you also need to be able to do that. So don't like run yourself down and do that. I feel like that's one thing that I, like like yeah, like Instagram inspirational people be like, you know, I sleep for thirty seconds a day yeah. and I eat a <laughs> blade of grass and I just yeah, I, I'm on go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, like, it's not, it's not, you know what I mean? You got to be realistic at the end of the day. And like I used, when I was younger, I could do those things. And I, it's funny, the other night, the other day I was in, at my friend's house and I stayed up a couple of days. I stayed up for like two days and the, the third day, I'm like, okay, cool. Like we're still going. And then I just remember just like crashing out and then literally getting sick that night and just like feeling under the weather. And mm -hmm. my friend just being like, bro, we're not like 21 anymore. Like, yeah, you can't like act like that and I was like all right yeah like I gotta eat better and drink more water <laughs> yeah you really do have to take care of yourself and the basics and like sleeping and eating is more important like when you're young you can like get away with not doing it sometimes yeah. your body has so much energy to burn that it can just make up for it and then as you get older it's like oh I shouldn't do that which means technically when you're young you shouldn't do that too because like one day you might need that energy, you know, yeah. you might actually need to stay up all night for like something that's happening. And then, you know, if you didn't run out of those when you were younger, then it's like you have, 
you can tap into it better when you're older if you like don't do it all the time you're not caught in that yeah, yeah. even like last night i stayed up till six in the morning just what? editing a video and like even my my girlfriend was just like she's like you have the you have the podcast tomorrow like you should really go to bed and I was like yeah I'll go to bed and I just kept working and hours would go by and time would go by and like <laughs> uh, yeah sometimes it's by choice sometimes it's like I was just so into it so like, yeah sometimes yeah. you just don't notice when you're in the flow of making stuff like yeah it can be hours and hours and you're just having fun so you don't realize like oh the sun just came up oh, oh yeah like, no that's the worst sign yeah. it's like this once the sun starts coming up it's like now you can really keep track of time yeah right it's like oh like <laughs> crazy all right what's the best advice don't stay up all night the best advice <laughs> like it's it's how do you not sound corny but like i think there's a lot of corny things that sound corny until you do realize that they actually help I think right, that, that's like, why I never say things sound corny because I'm just like at the end of the day it's, it's tried and true it's not corny yeah. you know it's like it's real it's like yeah I think that probably the best advice would just be like don't like like just go after it again I'm pretty sure people have said that before even on here but like the the time pondering is just wasting time yeah you know what I mean like you have a good you're idea, questioning it, do it why am I like, I have a good friend who didn't think about it, moved to California, struggled for a little bit, and now has a great apartment and started his own business, and it's just, he he didn't hesitate, and it was cool. It's beautiful to see that, right? So it's like, even like me, like, I'm, I would love to move. I need to just make that, like, why I ponder. I'm saying this now, so hopefully I do it. Uh, <laughs> you want to move to California? For a portion or? of my life. Mm -hmm. I think a big thing is, I don't want to be far from my family as well yeah um just because i don't know uh especially when i'm older like I, I think california would be a great place to live when i'm younger and i don't want to get too old and not have the opportunity to right or it's like if i'm over there and i'm living when i'm older i got i'm gonna have like a lot of money <laughs> so i can live how i want to live out there <laughs> yeah you might as well just live out here and not spend three times as much on everything out there yeah i used to but, be very yeah. um like that same friend I stay at his, his house pretty much every time I go over there and I used to feel very like I need to move out there like that my, my career is not gonna do anything unless I move out there and then I kind of got the jobs that I've got and they've just give they've let me travel out they've let me travel so it's it's just kind of I don't know it's interesting things I used to be super hung up on are like you said things fade things pass like yeah totally it's cool that like you were able to make it work while you're out here instead of having to go somewhere else. And it's like, if you were, if you had moved to California, you wouldn't have been at that concert at the right time. And, met hey, the, and then you're right. Who knows what you'd be doing? Maybe something else good, but it wouldn't be what you're doing now. Yeah, definitely. It's like everything changes your path, right? Like me yeah. doing this just like changed the yeah. whole like new universe just split. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's true. Every tiny thing that you do really impacts the next everything like you're gonna think something different because you commented on turning the board instead of not yeah and then, <laughs> and then you're gonna think another thing different because of that like butterfly effect i think even like jobs like how i was talking about earlier like there was a bunch of things i didn't like to do as much but without those things i wouldn't have got like i can literally trace back a bunch of things where it's like wow if i didn't do that then this wouldn't have happened yeah and it's just like that's those that's that fork 
those were all those forks where this could have happened or that could have happened. So like it's it's just uh it's a trip. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you have any regrets or you wouldn't change a thing? Um Partying's cool but don't overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll say this about it. I feel That's like if you one. love what you love, you'll come out strong. Or whatever. Like if you were into something that's gonna overtake any other uh, wasteful things you may do. You know what I mean? That's a very good point. Yeah, I I even hear my mom saying a lot of times to like parents of new fingerboarders who are like the parents are totally like, what the heck is my kid doing? Is, yeah. Right. And my mom's like, trust me, this is a good thing. They walk your in and they're kid, like, click 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, your kid is not on the street. They're not doing bad things. They're you know where they are. They're with their friends fingerboarding. Mm-hmm. Like be happy this is a great choice for them like it spawns creativity people get jobs later because of things they got into from fingerboarding mm-hmm. like it's a really good thing and it's it's like you said like if you have hobbies and interests you're not gonna like party too hard or get into like things you shouldn't be doing because you already have something that brings you joy you don't need to look outward to like other things you know it's like yeah. you can just get joy from like your hobbies and your interests and stuff and like stay on point that way yeah like any like younger like filmmakers who i meet and like they're talking to me about like how did you do it i'm still nowhere where i i feel like i haven't done anything but people (laughs) i've done a lot in retrospect yeah it's interesting that you say that you have done nothing yet because like sometimes i even have that feeling when i'm like i see like ideas for the future and i'm just like what i've done till now is like you know it's whatever and it's like no you did so much stuff like if you look back at it or if you take it from the perspective of someone who has done none of it it's like you've done a lot but if you see it like as your own self you're like here's my next plans and ideas for the future and it's like we just see how much we would what we want to do and yeah things we may want to try right so it's like this is so high to certain people but it's like for the person behind they have this whole other like yeah i'm only 10 percent away there like <laughs> exactly and that's good that means you still have motivation and yeah. love for what you're doing and drive and i'm excited to see what you do next yeah it's always good to be around people that are better than you right like that's I, a good one yeah like i for a few years not to say that i'm the best where i'm from you're the best but like, <laughs> i there's definitely like i got comfortable in my smaller state and I definitely like thought, wow, I'm so cool. I, 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 people know who, a few people know who I am. But then it was kind of like get it, like going to other places and being, oh wow, like, all right, you're nobody again. Like yeah. trying to keep that energy everywhere is like I try to keep a good balance of like being humble and not being like this is what I do when I meet you. But I within business. But if I also don't want to undermine the things that I've done. Yeah and sell myself short as well so it's like i don't know, spoke speak when it's uh important i guess yeah totally you know I mean? like don't just yeah people without any plans <laughs> people often do too much of one or the other it's either they they try to sell themselves too hard and it's like cringy or they don't yes. try it enough and they miss opportunities mm-hmm. and that's definitely something that I've learned over time is because I was always so quiet and I didn't say anything when I should have in different times. And now it's like, I feel like, okay. Cause my fear was always like, Oh, if I like go up to someone and tell them about myself, I'm being cocky. Like I can't do that. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah, in my person. Exactly. 
And then over time you realize like that doesn't have to be cocky. That doesn't have to be a negative thing. There's ways to do it. Or even if, if you're kind of awkward about it, like screw it. At least you tried, but like don't push it hard. You know, just place it where it needs to be placed, when it needs to be placed, and see where it goes. I mean, like you said, there's, there's ways to do it. Like yeah. even like if there's, let's say if I had a problem with a, a board you made me, right? Instead of me just like going to you and be like, I don't like how this is like this. I'll be like, yo, I love this. I love this. This is really dope. But you know, this thing is a little, you, I don't know about this. And it's all about how you tell somebody. Like I've had yeah. bosses where they just go straight into it. And it's like, as someone, if you created this whole thing, you're like, man, are you missing all the good things like that? And it's like, I don't know. It's all, everything is how it, you, it's how it's like said to somebody. Like, yeah, totally. That's such it's a like, game changer. You gotta be showing your appreciation before you destroy something. Yeah. Like, you can't just be like, oh, this was bad, you know? Unless literally the whole thing was bad and they did that bad. That, and it, but You gotta, you know, yeah, no, definitely. Normally it's like, you know, I see what you're doing with this. This is really great. And like, this part needs fixing. Like, you know, be be more gentle with stuff and like you know that way you won't like piss off the person too much <laughs> yeah or even if like i have like like a like an an issue with somebody and i'm going to address it i won't be like yeah you, you i don't like how you do this i'll be like yeah like you know sometimes we do this and i hate like i, I put it as in like we're doing this yeah sometimes where it's not just i don't want to like single you out and make you feel weird i don't know how we got on this tangent, yeah i but. see what you mean <laughs> no that's good and also like you don't do it publicly. You got to do it privately. Like yeah. some people have that issue. It's like they're so, maybe it's anger or impulsivity or whatever, where they they bring it to the public or to the internet. Versus, it's like you could have resolved the problem in private and gotten a much better resolution and not into conflict at all, really. Well, they're looking. If you're going to something like that, then you're looking for conflict right you are like, but some people don't realize they're looking for conflict. what they're getting into it's like, right like it's, it's subconscious almost it's just like they're in such a storm in their head in the moment that they're just like we need to bring everyone into this into this the, is yeah. too far and usually it's not like nothing nobody needs to be public about anything like people should have privacy and like just regular you know if you have a problem you deal with the person and that's it like you know, you can just ask them nicely, like, you know, wait till you're cooled down and then just be like, hey, let's address this thing. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to act different in person than you would on on the f- texting or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Or, like, even if it's not in person, it can be a message, but it can be, like, to that person. Not, like, you post it on the internet for yeah, everyone to see. And then you definitely. hope that person sees it or that 30 people yell at them for you. And it's like, that's not the way to really get anything done. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> But, yeah, maybe that's just, like, socially awkward people on the internet, like, forgetting how life works. I don't know. Like, people are getting more and more on the internet and, like, a little bit less in, like, normal, real-life conversation. Like, conversations like these and what inspired the podcast is conversations kind of like this where, like, it's just me and anyone and we're on the couch and we're talking. And it's, like, we're not on our phones. Mm -hmm. We're not preoccupied with other stuff. We're just talking about whatever and like we get on these tangents you know it's just like what even is what are we talking about right now like it's ridiculous but it's also super cool to see how like you can almost like map around like that yeah. like how like certain things will just like so one thing will set something off in my head and be like oh wait down that like <laughs> yeah exactly like what were you gonna say to f- filmmakers that have done less than you 
I think one thing is like a lot of people will see like where I certain things I'm doing now, but they don't realize yeah. that I like was doing smaller things for so long. And like, mm-hmm. if you're younger and you're into this, I feel like you should be able to research and do so many things on your own. Like I said, like before I got to school, like after I graduated high school, there were so many things that technical things that I was being taught in the class that I just was like, I need to learn how to do this because I'm interested. Where like, if you have a strong passion, that will pull you. You'll care enough about to figure it out is what I'm really trying to say. Where like, it kind of, it weeds out the people that are going to do this forever or there aren't. You know what I mean? Like if you're going to, if you give up easily, it's like skateboarding or fingerboarding. Like, what would you say that 90% of people that get on a skateboard, like if that, that first five minutes they're on it is going to determine if they are going to do this ever again. Right. So it's like, I don't know. It's the same. I think it kind of compares the same way. I think, um, yeah, like people also, they'll see you where you are now or they'll see anyone where they are now. And they really don't know the journey they took to get there. Like, even after listening to this with your journey, it's like, they only know what you just said. I'm sure there's a hundred more failures and 50 more successes in there that are smaller, tiny little stepping stones that like, maybe you forgot about something you did one time and it's like, not important, but it is important into like, you know, if somebody else has their journey, they're going to have those little moments that are like, they're big in the moment and then they forget about it, but it was part of the stepping to, to where you want to get so it's like you just have to find where to go like go somewhere at least to start and if it's even pointing a little in the direction where you want to go versus not at all like you know if you want to be making videos and let's say you have a certain type of video you want to make but you can't get in there make a different kind of video first and then see if you can nudge it towards that exactly you know? how can you build to something. it like treat it like a video game treat life like a video game where like it's like man, like, I want to get to this level, but, like, I need to do these other tasks before I can physically get to that. And, like, I feel like once I started meeting bigger people, it almost felt like I got out of training. I felt like that for years I was in training mode, and I was, like, doing these drills of, like, certain videos and certain things, like, learning how to handle it. But then I started meeting bigger people, and I was like, okay, like, not that it didn't matter before, but it's like, this is going to be viewed differently. I'm being paid more it's at a different caliper right so it's like that was an interesting transition i would say yeah life is like a video game i love that dude that's a great quote i saw a cool tattoo this artist that i work with he had three like um pixelated hearts cool. and like two of them were filled and one was half empty so it was Whoa. showing like his life left and i was like Damn, that's really <laughs> freaking cool <laughs> crazy that's crazy dude i've been seeing these like things on instagram where it's like a calendar of your life in weeks and like they're blacked out like how many weeks you had so far and then like you kind of see like you know whoever filled it out and kind of was like a fourth or a third of their life was like Mm. and then each week you got to fill in the week and so it like motivates you to like not procrastinate not put things off that you want to do and like really go for life because it's like you see it laid out like that and it's like whoa okay let's go you know not like oh i'll wait till next week and then maybe think about doing it. it's like no you want to do it you do it go that's a type, that's that's cool when like technology is beneficial in ways like that where like we've get numb to so much because we just take in so much but like 
there's so much stuff that our phones do that could be so beneficial for us, like sleep patterns, and this is whatever you could use it right for. Right here, this thing yeah. tracks my sleep and shows me when I'm doing good and REM and... People wow. want to get new phones just for whatever, right? But it's just like, that. you got to think, like, it's that thing can do so much and, like, I don't know, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, there's ways it can benefit you tremendously, and there's also ways that it can destroy your well-being, so you have to be careful, yeah. very mindful, and... It's interesting because things that seem harmless on there are not harmless at all. So it's like really look for things that are specifically beneficial and like take everything else away. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's like something I've been realizing more and more lately too. It's like, it's not just that it wastes your time or energy, but it's like, it's, it's almost deeper than that. Or it's like such, such a use of energy. You feel like it's small, but it's big. And when you kind of eliminate it or reduce it and you see the difference, it's like, wow. Like, sometimes I do, like, no technology for a day, mm. like, at all. Like, it's so incredible. The first few hours, you're thinking of, like, you're doing whatever in your house and you're like, oh, I got to send John Coward. Oh, I can't send him a picture of this. Like, I can't even take the picture of this. Yeah. Like, and then after a few hours, your brain stops thinking of things that you want to send to people through your phone. Mm. And you stop thinking, I want to film this. And you stop thinking, I want to draw or to write this down. Like, you got to go write it on paper. Like, your brain shuts off the part of it that's thinking of you in relation to technology. To the phone, yeah. And that's always running in the background. And when that shuts off, then you got, like you're fully immersed again you're in your actual surrounding and it's like okay i have to look around my house and see what i can do now and like oh those books i haven't touched in forever let's go like you know you things that you wouldn't normally reach for because you have your phone or because you're just rapid distractions and ideas and it can be creative to be rapidly all over the place but it's also pretty strenuous yeah like even just like the the how fast my brain will work be like oh i'm bored let me pull out instagram and like it's just like there's times i'm on instagram and i'm like okay like i need to close this i start doing something else and i end up back on it and i'm yeah. like how did i even <laughs> end up here and like there's times where i've literally like go click on go to click to music but i'll accidentally click instagram and it's just like my i almost feel like i'm like trained yeah like I, that, that sounds crazy but no like, i open it by accident sometimes yeah. when i'm going to do something else yes exactly and then yeah. some minutes go by who knows if it was an hour yeah like, right like yeah so I, I recently moved the icon because i'm trying to get out of the habit of going on there and i'm only opening instagram if i have a specific intention to post a specific thing for a specific reason so it's like unless i need to post something i'm not going on there and i'm like trying not to do dms anymore because it's just like way too overwhelming I realize like how much when you open a DM, right? And then like they send you seven things and you weren't in the mood to read or watch oh or whatever. Oh my god, yeah, I do that to him all the time. And that's <laughs> stressful. <laughs> it's great when you want to read it, but when you don't read it and it's you like, can't uh, even mark it as new to look at it later. Yeah. Like with an email, you can mark it as unread and come back to it later when you have the time. Yeah. And this is just like, okay, now I'm stuck in my phone for seven minutes. Like, Because I don't want to be rude. I want to yeah. respond Yeah, and you might yeah. forget otherwise because it doesn't mark as unread. So it's like Crazy. these things are designed to grab your attention when you don't want it to. And so trying to break out of that habit. And yeah, it's it's super peaceful to do so. Days of separation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? I gotta be in Hawaii. 
Right? No, that's a great answer. Like, it's like if I was in the Philippines, if I'm here, I'm not eating balat. And balat is like a Filipino, like, it's like a duck embryo in an egg. And you crack it open, it's like pickled, and you just eat it, and like feathers and all this stuff. Like, I would never do this here, Woo. right? But if I'm in the Philippines, like, yeah, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're somewhere else, like, you gotta, like, you know, in Germany, they throw a big brat, big sausage <laughs> on the table, you know? <laughs> Do you do you not? <laughs> hey, yo. Um, but, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if, you're, if you're in other cultures, it's definitely cool to like, if you're there, try it. Like, I wouldn't eat bugs, but if I'm in Thailand, like, I'm going for it. Maybe a cricket. I would definitely go for a cricket. But yeah, it's not like, again, it's, it's weird here, but like, yeah. if I'm there, like, how could you not? Yeah, it's really. I might go throw up, but. It's good to. <laughs> <laughs> to enjoy like the the actual culture of the places you go to you know mm-hmm. you don't want to just stay at like a resort and be sheltered yeah, from it you want to like be with real people in the real area and like try the real foods and like you know if there's something really gnarly you don't have to try it but like try most of the I stuff i force you know? myself to i've been forcing yeah. myself even like even things i'm like this is crazy would and you eat like 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 brain Cow brain, that's the real I thing. I feel like, I, yeah, I would, I would do that. I can't do the brain. I'll do almost like organs, no problem, but brain, no. It ends before brain and eyes for me, unless. I think I'd, tr- I'd try yeah. anything for the most part, right? Cool. Yeah, no, that's I don't awesome. Know where there's a line there, but. <laughs> I guess I if had I'm brain. Right I had a, a supplement that had like lamb's brain in it or something. So, I guess I've eaten brain, but I don't know. I couldn't eat like an actual animal's brain like it's just like here's the brain like on a plate like there's meals like that dude there's a there's a if you ever seen indiana jones in the temple of doom there's a scene when they're they're on the they're eating dinner on this table and like they come out with the plates of food and the guy the girl's like "Mm, yummy like what is it gonna be and they take the top off and it's literally like a monkey and he's like this and his top of his head is cut off oh god but his brain is there Uh and there's just a spoon in it and yeah, that movie's crazy. I'm excited for the new Indiana Jones. Wow, but but would you eat that <laughs> if they handed it to you that way? You know, in the situation that they were in, and like how like they're like, you know, you don't want to be rude, right? You, you can don't be rude. You don't. <laughs> it's your life, dude. Life's a video game. You can choose any. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Depends who you're trying not to be rude in front of, I guess. That's true. But yeah, I think I've, most things I would try for the most part. I don't like mayo-based products, though, mm. with that being said. Did someone else just say that? Tim Alexiel. Yeah. He didn't like mayo either. No. Aioli can be I, but just regular mayo? No. No mayo, no tomato. Anywhere I go. <laughs> I'm starting to like some tomatoes, but... Oh, nice. I've been making, like, little caprese sandwiches. Like, yeah. like, like Italian bread, pesto, tomatoes, um, mozzarella cheese balsamic on top that's my been my go-to meal lately delicious let's see what we got for submitted questions from people best airflow tour memory (laughs) uh there's so many that i can't say on camera that's awesome Um, (laughs) that's how you know it was a good tour um just I love everybody that was, that I met on that, but eating, uh, meeting Andrew Hill was a pretty like cool thing for sure. This is Andrew Hill's question. I love you, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's it, so good. It's funny. The other day, I was watching a bunch of like went on my old 
YouTube channel and I was watching a bunch of old videos and there's this terrible, not terrible, but old, old mini that I put a lot of time and effort into. And okay. I showed him and the, there's a comment. It's like 12 years ago, Andrew Hill. It's like, yo, I can't wait to see your full length. Like, Jeff, this is crazy, blah, blah. And I didn't even know him at the time. So, like, it's, I thought that was really cool to, like, randomly see that message the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Damn. Yeah, that was such a crazy thing to, like, go to all these places and shout out, uh, Dad for... (laughs) (laughs) Should we tell them what that means? David! Yeah. (laughs) David Smith. Nickname. Dad. He was the... He was a dad on the tour. We couldn't stop to go to the bathroom. Oh, you guys, stop messing around back there oh dude i made i made him stop one time he was driving somewhere i was in there and i made him stop and it was not easy to get him to stop like, no. i was like dude i'm literally gonna pee on your floor if you don't stop like i'm not even joking anymore like because he wouldn't do it and then he had to it's like you can't make me hold it for seven hours like it's just impossible you know david <laughs> what a good guy he's the man dude i love him um uh, let's see there are a few on there that's pretty crazy dude this is nothing there's pages and pages really yeah it's crazy uh a lot of them we covered already so i'll only ask the ones that we didn't but we did cover this but he said why he do his hair like that why he do his hair like that you know but really why like get into your psychology like why man why you know <laughs> why <laughs> you know i put I put these holes on my head to to let the bad and negative thoughts release. Very nice. I love that. And my intuition keeps the good ones in. Yeah. All my tattoos mean something. No, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) He did it because he's self-employed. Yeah. 3 a.m. Pac did it with a toothbrush. Yeah. I got called. I got called to go to. He's literally in the middle of doing it. It's three in the morning. Pierre Bourne tech calls me in the morning, and he's just like, "Yo, bro, you gotta, you gotta go to Coachella at 10 a.m." And I'm like, "I gotta guess I gotta pack." Yo, bro, we gotta wash this bleach out of my hair. <laughs> I'm very on go. I tell that to him all the time. I like yeah being especially doing what I'm what I do like. You like it? I like to, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I have to be able to do it, but it's, uh, some people can't do that. I can't do it. Yeah. I, I realized, like, I used to travel a lot, and I was always getting sick and stuff, and, like, now I travel less, and I don't get sick like that all all the time. Like, I was always overdoing it. Every time I'd, like, fly somewhere, I'd, like, get sick when I got there, or, like, a few days later, or, yep. like, right when I get home, and it's, like, some people are built for it, and some people just need to chill. Like, I'm already working super hard here, but it's, like, traveling just wears you out in a different way yeah if you're built for it it's totally fine hand like, sanitizer and throat <laughs> coat is uh Ooh. Is the like echinacea to, tea with the throat coat yeah dude i love that it tastes terrible but it's I like, like it. you like you it? don't like it oh i don't like it how many have you had like enough enough that you, that's like when wow. in the green rooms at all like concert venues it's like like is that what everyone uses yeah like because cool. think about everyone's screaming every day yeah. right and like it's funny, like, you think that green rooms would be, like, rock and roll, partying, drinking, like, don't even wrong, people are drinking and doing whatever they do, but a lot of the times, it's just people just, like, yo, we just got off the bus, we've been on the bus for 12 hours, 
whatever hours let's we got a show let's hang out until then you know what i mean so like, yeah have some tea yeah it's not it's not all uh motley crew yeah. movies going on <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah i mean it's important that you have your little things you do to keep yourself comfortable hydrated healthy nourished whatever like goes a long way especially like over time when you're doing it repeatedly you yeah know, you like, raid the green rooms for a fruit salad yeah because on the road you can't eat very well right and like they're always stopping at like mcdonald's and just other places so like when you're in the green room and there if, any, if there's anything like fresh it's like grab it eat it just juice drink it <laughs> yeah definitely well maybe one day he'll get a personal chef or you'll get your own personal chef on tour that would That'd be crazy he's had a few times where he's had people come out and cater cool. like he's really into like uh pierre's really into like soul food and the caribbean food Nice. So, like, we've had a few places where, like, people have come out and cooked for us. Awesome. It's been crazy. Yeah, that's a treat. Cool. Let's see. Uh, Rick Owens fingerboarding. Rick. <laughs> is that it? Is that the question? That's the question. The question is Rick Owens fingerboarding. Yeah. What does that mean? These shoes are Rick Owens. So what fingerboarding about it? Like, oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> oh, so it's just, All right, it's, cool. is that a question or a statement? These are supposed to be questions, but there's no question mark on actually any of these, surprisingly. How is the cake from the Ocho front cover? I don't remember. Uh, I knew he was gonna say that. I knew it. He's warm. <laughs> He's warm. What was the alien's name? Karen. Karen. Yes. Uh, what a day. That's great. Favorite. We've, trick. we've all matured. Yeah. Since. Then. <laughs> Favorite trick. Hmm. Switch croak fakie foot. I don't know why. I can see that. Because I do it very shifty. You do it nice. I enjoy it. You have a style. I like pinching tricks a lot. Nice. I don't know why it took that long to think of. Like I said, though, it'll vary. Right now, it might be that. Tomorrow, it could be primo slides. (laughs) (laughs) You've seen those things? People do like primo, but they're not quite on primo. They're on the wheels. Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. I just started seeing those a lot. That's like hard. Even to, this is enough space to worry about. I gotta worry about landing like that. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, are you still fingerboarding? It's been a while since I saw your name pop up. Cheers. Uh, yeah, I fingerboard every single day. A lot. Yeah. I just, um, I don't film it as much as I used to. I feel like I'm very, like, I used to be like, man, I'm trying this really hard trick. I need to have coverage of it. But now I'm kind of like, I don't know. I just enjoy, like, like I think of Brink. Like, I just, I'm a soul fingerboarder. I said that before. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, like, yeah. I, I, he gets me, like, Pop makes me want to film, like, in groups because I'm hanging out with somebody and we're yeah. going back and forth. But, like, but, yeah, I fingerboard every day. Back to the main question. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people that stop making videos or don't do them that often fingerboard every day or almost every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people will be super happy to hear that. And, I'm sure you'll put out more videos here and there. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Have you ate a sandwich? 
Have I ate a sandwich? Not with as much style as you eat a sandwich. You're <laughs> sitting there like, no, um, yeah, I love sandwiches. All right, Great. cool. What, what, he didn't ask, but what's your favorite type of sandwich these days? You know, I like a good chopped cheese. Chopped cheese? Yeah, we go to New York, <laughs> go to the deli. You go, hey, Ock, let me get a, you know? <laughs> it's delicious. Uh, yeah, chopped what, cheese for what's sure. What's on that? It's just a hamburger that's chopped up. Like, it's just ground beef and, like, onions, and they sometimes put mustard on it and, uh, like, fry the mustard and stuff. But it's just like a New York deli burger thing. Cool. I'll it's have good. to try it one day. Many people say grinding don't stop. If it is true, what are you thinking? Uh, maybe his English is a little off, but you get the point, right? Grinding. Don't don't stop grinding. Is it true, or what do you think? It's funny. When he said don't stop grinding, my first thought was, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, <laughs> cheat code, <laughs> yes. around the pool. Yeah. No, um, yeah, back to what I was, back to, if you love it, it's, if you give up, you don't love it enough. Right. Because... If I was still not doing what I was doing now, I'd still be making music videos with my friends because I love to do it. So, like... Yeah. That's what... Yeah, not... It almost doesn't feel like an intentional grind, right? Yeah, like, again, like, it's it's also, like... I say this because I've gotten past certain milestones, but, like, enjoying the journey in the sense of, like, stuff is going to come if you're good, like, and you and you enjoy it enough and you love it enough and like you'll find your position with whatever it is like i agree wow do you know how many countries you've been to it's funny someone asked me this the other day i actually don't i can't keep track it's a lot though like my passport is pretty pretty stacked up yeah that's amazing what do you think more than 10 for sure yeah definitely more than 20 yeah 30? Maybe no, God no. Twenty to thirty somewhere. Yeah, low maybe low, high high teens and low twenties. Yeah, I don't want to like that's over. That's a lot. That's it, a really lot. Especially for just starting, right? Like one I, is a lot. First of all. Yeah, definitely. Like, like that's amazing. That's and really to cool. see so many places so fast is very interesting, right? Like most people, mm. like when they they're going to another country, they plan a, a week vacation there yeah that's how i do I, it. sometimes i'll go somewhere and i'll be in a country for 24 hours and i move so like it's always good to revisit like amsterdam is probably like one of my favorite places to go just because it's so different and yeah. like i always can find something new to do there but yeah, yeah that's super sure. cool yeah i've only been there once and it was actually the only like 24 hour country thing that i ever did and it's kind of like, oh, I wish I had more time there. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine going to, like, tons of countries that short. It was like, by the time I got almost comfortable, it was time to leave. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. Like, sometimes things bring you for quick quick encounters, and then you just have to, like, go. Yeah, know? definitely. But it's definitely better than not going. So if you have any chance like that to go to a place for a short amount of time, go. Even if it's that just for that few moments and you're just, you yeah. know, like, there's a lot of places where we'll go into a city and I won't even go into the city I'm just going straight to the venue, working, and then leaving. So, like, sometimes you don't even really get to... You just see a block radius around the building yeah. or something like that. It's crazy. Like, I remember my whole time in Amsterdam because it was one day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because it was one day, I can remember the whole thing. If I go somewhere for more days, it's like, you're going to forget parts of it and stuff. But it's yeah. like, when it's that condensed, it's like, I remember all the surroundings, all the places I went. Like, every practically every person I talked to. and Because like, it was just 
short and sweet and to the point. <laughs> yeah. Bullet points. Remember what I yeah. mean. Favorite Vu memory. What wheels? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. I'll, probably my favorite Vu memory. This was Henry's first time at your house. Your, wow. And I remember that you had like halfway through your backyard, they, there was like a bench. And I remember sitting on that bench with him and like I could see your deck, I could see your driveway, and I could see the mini ramp, I could see Winslow. And I remember just seeing seeing Henry sit there and walk over to him and like, I remember there was like a lot of people from like, there was just a lot of like OG people there. And it was just like all these people that we've grown up seeing on videos are like right in front of us, right? And I just remember sitting there with him like, bro, like this is crazy. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you got all these legends talking up here. You got like, just, it was just very like, wow. Like, yeah. it was, I don't know. It was very like, this is a real community of friends and like. Yeah, that is a crazy feeling. And like, I know some of these people, like, it's just, yeah. wow, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> Even though I'm used to it, I sometimes have those little moments where I'm just like, there's so many like people I look up to in the same place right now. Like they're all here mm -hmm. like together. Like this is unreal. Especially cause it's like not many, it's like Brigadoon. If you guys know that play or know that movie or whatever, but it's like about this town that every hundred years they wake up and they like do whatever they do in their town. But it's like, I almost look at finger like rendezvous like that, where it's like, there's certain people that I don't talk to for yeah. months. And then I see them and it's like, Hey, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. It's not like weird. Like there's very few friends that I have outside of fingerboarding from years past that it's like I have to try really hard to like keep a conversation going or something. No, it's but always like, so easy. Yeah, it's just like you just pick up right where you Yeah. Like it left feels off like almost. Like I don't know when the last time I saw you was a few months ago, but it feels like it was three weeks ago maybe mm -hmm. like and it was probably i don't know was it last year or was it this year like i don't even know and it doesn't even matter because it's just like it feels like it was recent mm -hmm. and that's how like every fingerboarder practically goes yeah definitely it's pretty crazy and fingerboard the person who said how many countries have you been to also said and fingerboard okay it, <laughs> is jeff different than jeff like the two different spellings How'd you get your spelling? Um, my parents did it. It's yes. the first way that it was spelled. J-E-F-F -F okay. is the American way. Cool. I My parents did it the English way. Nice. Jeff Rowley. Yes, exactly. I was always very like happy about that I had this connection oh, to that's this awesome. English guy. Um, <laughs> that's really but, cool. But um, yeah, I uh, people call me anything else phonetically. I don't even correct them. We just... Geoff. We keep it moving. Yeah. I don't have time for that. When I was small, so, I thought it was Geoff. Like, I saw Jeff Rowley on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but no one had said his name out loud. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so I was like, oh, Geoff. Yeah, of course. And, like, it's, it's funny. It makes sense. You read it like that. Like, yeah. why wouldn't it say, be said like that? Favorite Tuesday afternoon meal? Tuesday is pretty specific. I'm trying to think of, like, what's a. Tacos? Taco Tuesday? Yeah, but I don't know why I'm thinking like discount movie theater <laughs> pizza. Because I'm at the movie theater on Tuesday. Cool. I might get a pizza. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's like an actual answer to that really specific question. Yeah. So. I just went to the movies yesterday. Cool. What it did was, you see? Uh, discount Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 
What was it? What movie? What movie did I see yesterday? Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Very, uh, I've been looking forward to it. The first one was one of my favorites, so it's cool. It's awesome. Ready for the final question? Sure. It's a heavy one. Who's your favorite fingerboard YouTuber? Damn, that's hard. Um, are you saying? <laughs> um, damn, no, there's there's a few, there's a few. You said internet or YouTube? YouTube. Yeah, he's kind. Of, he's. I would say he's right. I'd probably say Sam. Cool. Yeah. Back to. Sam is another person who brought B-roll into stuff and made it feel like I was watching mm. a video. That's awesome. Not just, like, someone fingerboarding Yeah. at the end of the day. Like, again, like, that little bit extra goes a long way with me. I definitely enjoy the far zooms and, like, how you film your tricks and, like, what tricks look good with certain lenses. And, like, you can tell he's very conscious of that, which is cool. Yeah, totally. I can kind of, now that I think about it, see, like, his influence. There's a lot of people. I'm, so many thoughts are coming in my head. Yeah. Scott made some pretty crazy videos back in the day. There's, you obviously made some There's a videos. lot. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have fun with it. I like it. <laughs> I think relativity, too, is one of my favorite parts for me, for sure. Ooh, yeah. That's actually one of my favorites of my old footage, too. Definitely. It holds up, for sure. I gotta rewatch it soon. It's on YouTube. Can we, I feel like uh, we gotta get fingerboarding back into physical copied Ooh, things. Yeah. Like, what if you made a fingerboard video on VHS and sold it? Would people buy it? I mean, not a lot, but maybe some. The, I think the harder part is Playing to it. manufacture it. Like, oh, that's find too. a place that will actually yeah. make a hundred or a thousand of that. Alibaba's definitely out there. Yeah. You know? Probably. That would be crazy on VHS because how does the quality look like if you take HD or standard def, but then you put it, bring it back VHS? down. Like I'm sure it could be goes cool. back down. To, yeah. Right. I'm, that is really interesting. It like, might be a unique format. Could be worth experimenting. with. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. I'll look into it. Crazy. Cool. Well, this was really fun. This was a blast. Oh, yeah. I had a lot of fun learning about like your whole, journey with the music videos and stuff that was Definitely like so awesome thank you for having me man it's uh yeah how long have i known you now uh a couple hours yeah right <laughs> i just met him at the beginning of this yeah no i think it was what a long 13 2013 i thought you meant 13 14? years old yeah yeah, no. yeah maybe 2013 ish yeah so almost nine 10, years yeah nine years crazy feels like even longer but yeah that is a long time yeah that's cool sweet yeah, good episode. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah.